Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 159 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Angelica. Uh, I'm Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> I was already Peggy, so I can't be Peggy because I was going to be Florence. Oh. You could be <sighs> Alexander Hamilton. No, I don't want to die. Okay, this episode <laughs> is sponsored by Courtney Camp. Courtney, thank you. Thank you, thank you Courtney. You rule. Today we will be discussing Courtney rules. the second half of chapter 22 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to tap dance your way through the details. That's not how tap dancing sounds. I never took <laughs> tap. <laughs> and Megan has super cute weekly profit news today i'm is excited is it cute tiffany it is. or is it still the wrong colors well it's still the wrong well, colors but it's cute for me <laughs> it is still the wrong colors but actually i should talk about the item that is the right colors for you and i went back and double checked and it is an eagle sarah it, it is, is an eagle, eagle i also the right colors i thought to myself um, I'm like should i get them but then i was like no because i don't need them <laughs> Yeah, and they're like $55. But anyway, okay, so first weekly profit news. Super cute. Build-A-Bear, Harry Potter. Wait, Harry Potter Build-A-Bears are coming. Did you see what the very first line is? It says, you're a wizard, Barry. (laughs) I I love it. (laughs) They're actually launching super soon. This episode, it'll be... I think they'll be out already. Yeah, they'll be out. So go get them. Go get so them. Go get they up. come with like, so it's just like a. Buy me one. <laughs> just kidding. It's just like a, a brown bear, but his little feeties have the Hogwarts crest and it says Harry Potter on the other one. So that's super cute. But then brown they also bear. have brown robes bear. and scarves so that you can like get them in your house. It is seriously 
really cute. Seriously, and it's really cute. I think some Miss Rose is gonna get. One I think of it's these. very cute. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> it is super very cute. Brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? I see a Ravenclaw looking at me. One. Who should get one? Miss Rose. I just said that. Ravenclaw. I know, I'm agreeing Ravenclaw. with you. Oh, okay. What do you see? I see she a should. Gryffindor looking at me. Are you okay? I dislike that book. <laughs> it's a good book. It's um, a good book. The only thing is, is I don't know what to get her, but... We mean she, what like house? house? Ravenclaw. Also, she likes blue. Yeah, but I was thinking... She's also I, kind of a Slytherin. We could totally sort her. Because she could pick the pictures. And I could, it's true. I could, I could read it to blue. her and ask her which <laughs> yeah, one. My sister has a, a Harry Potter blanket, like a crest with all of the house colors on it. Um, and like she obviously knows who Harry Potter is and everything. And so my sister will be like, Alana, I'm like, which one do you like? And she literally will tell you who, what, what color house everyone is in um, in our family. And she's in the blue house because that's also her favorite color. <laughs> I kind of want to sort her tomorrow, if I'm being honest. What if I sorted her at, whilst I was hanging out with her and without you? Would you be upset? Uh, it wouldn't count. It wouldn't. <laughs> no, I would. I would. I would you. call. That would be like me. Like, let's read Sorcerer's that. Stone without your mom. I think you would never talk to me again. It's probably highly likely. I read it to your dog all the time, Fazzy. That's why he doesn't like you. You don't no, do the voices me. like mommy does. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the other nudes. This is um, a really cute okay. bear, though. What's the other news? It is very cute bear. So the other weekly profit news that I wanted mm. to share is I got an email because we're still Wizarding World Gold members. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I never bought one. They are launching the new Harry Potter fan club pin seeking collection. Um, and the pins are actually super cute. They're a little bit pricey. Um, your Wizarding World Gold discount does work on them. Yeah, Basically, so only forty bucks. Um, I think forty-two yeah. dollars or something. So they're normally like gold. fifty-five. <sighs> but you how get many like pins about, do you get? You get. Uh, hold on, let me pull it's it up. It's actually quite you a get like five or six. I think. Amount. I think you get. I think you get five pins. You should get seven. You should. But then they also have. Um, here, I'm gonna put this link in the Discord for everybody. Um. They also had a cool train pin. Um, it was the Hogwarts Express, obviously. Um, but I believe that these pins are exclusive. Probably. Or they're exclusive to be able to get them early before they sell out to gold members. Yeah. Harry Potter fan club gold members like will be gold. able to purchase the pins before anyone else with a six day priority early access window and get 20% off the purchase price. Um, but yeah, they're $55 or the, the train one was $15 a piece. You can also buy some of the ones in the pack. That's $55. Um, you could buy them individually. And I think each one is $15 just like the train, but there are a couple that like are exclusive to the, the pack. They're cool. Um, but I just don't think that I'm here to spend $40. There's six pins. pins right now. Six. Yeah. I will say, cause someone asked us on Facebook, like if we were still gold members and I think like we are, cause we all had to pay like our year in total. So I, I know I haven't done anything with it cause that's what they were asking. Um, I don't know if anyone Seems else pretty has done anything steep for some pins, but I guess if you count um, them as one, two, three. 
coming from six. somebody oh, who... there's six of them. Yeah, never mind. I'm just talking about no, the pins. Yeah. I'm not talking about the average pins. pricing. Yeah, but, eh. I'm talking about the membership. Like I haven't done anything with the membership at all. It's what oh, I'm talking I was about. That's talking what they about. were talking. That's what they were asking. Oh. Um, because they're like, oh, they haven't talked about it. I don't because uh, I don't know if you guys so, have used the journal or anything. I did the journal at kind of like the beginning of quarantine. Like I think I went back to it like maybe in April, and I did December, January, February, March, April. And it's not that not cool. Not something to get <laughs> like, about. No, like it's definitely not worth $75. And I think that it's just unfortunate that the first year that they did this, half of the year, like everything is shut down. Um, because like I think a lot of the perks and everything kind of went along with being able to go to events. They were yeah. planning on doing more like specific gold member events like i think that they were gonna do one i can't take you i can't take you seriously when you say gold member i'm sorry (laughs) as soon as i said it i I was like i literally can't um but i think that they i think that they were planning on doing something at universal and obviously they couldn't right now um they definitely were planning on doing more over at the studio tour in london and then that kind of that obviously everything fell through so like and i think that this is making up yeah, yeah, the Wizarding or the the Warner Brothers Studio Tour London is reopened. Right. Um but I think just with like all of the precautions and like travel's not really allowed, people would feel super excluded at these events if they couldn't travel to them and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. So I think that it just kind of like this year for the gold group the gold gang for the fan club the gold fan club i think that it just like really wasn't worth it but like yeah well i mean maybe they'll do better next year yeah i don't know so we'll see i i probably won't renew i don't know i just i'm not the type of person anyways like i just did it to see like so i could come back and tell you guys like what it would be about um you being like the listeners not me and katie and tiffany <laughs> but i don't know that's all i gotta say about that okay forest <laughs> i will say though i don't that's know if megan got. mentioned that the the ravenclaw pins are the correct color and it's an eagle so there is yes. that and and i think that that might be a sign of like maybe cross our fingers hope because like this is coming directly from wizardingworld.com so yeah, maybe they're going to listen me. wizarding world i mean if i'm being honest <laughs> i've given up all hope <laughs> and it's just like whatever like someone today it, i forget who it was fair. posted the bear and then commented or someone had commented on it be like sarah it's the wrong color so we don't have like we'll get to save our money <laughs> and I'm like that's true i'm like although i probably would buy my niece one but she's got a mom that can buy her one it's so. very cute yeah anyways let's talk about harry potter yeah. no that's let's talk about twilight or like star wars i heard that's an interesting <laughs> thing too i don't know what those are yeah me either okay i did just start um midnight sun but i'll talk about that later cool <laughs> can't wait <laughs> <laughs> katie tiffany it's time for the recap oh my god i'm so excited i am too oh my god yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't like the whispering. You're so amazing. All right. 
So McGee <laughs> took Harry and Ron to Dumbledore's office. He does believe Harry about his dream slash real vision, but he still won't look at him, which is going to lead to some extreme set-offs later in this book. Um, Would you look acts- at it? <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore acts quick, though, and he sets portraits and Fox on jobs to help Mr. Weasley. Um, the rest of the Weasley kids... <laughs> Yeah, I spelled that wrong. And <laughs> Harry go to Grimmauld Place and wait to hear news on Arthur. And we find out that Mr. Weasley is alive, but we don't know really Yay. much anything else. Um, it's decided that the family will stay with Sirius at Grimmauld Place for Christmas. Christmas, Christmas. Christmas. I love Christmas time. So, Harry has a small talk with Sirius. Only with big dreams. About- Less than, less than a page, really. <laughs> and then everyone naps uh, before going to see Arthur at St. Mungo's, except Harry, who doesn't have any of to sleep. He just is like, no naps. He no nap, want. Nancy. Yeah. Um, and then Moody and Tonks arrive to bring the entire crew to St. Mungo's, where they all get to go see some interesting things in like the waiting room. I'm pretty sure there's like a hand sticking out of someone's chest. Another man's head yep. is ringing like a bell. You know, fun things. Someone's right, tap dancing with some feet or not feet. He does have feet, but his shoes are trying to eat his feet. Um, <laughs> and then Molly and the kids, including Harry, go and see Arthur, which I thought was such a sweet little moment. Um, and he's doing much better. And then they have to wait in the hall whilst the grown-ups have their talk and in possession of extendable ears to hear some interesting things that are also kind of scary. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Well. I meant to do this whole summary in Florence's voice. So I apologize. Pretend you've heard it in Florence That means you have to do your whole section. Is that what you just said, Katie? Mm -mm. (gasps) It's okay. We have one brain. I don't know if I can. (laughs) Florence isn't sure that's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's get going. You ready? I'm ready. Born ready. Great. Born ready. Okay. Harry's basically being eaten up inside. He really needs to talk to someone about what he's thinking, what he's feeling, and what just happened. He asks Sirius if he can have a word with him right meow. So they go into the he pan. He probably doesn't say that to Sirius because he's a dog. So he goes, woof now. Woof, woof. <laughs> or like, and then right Sirius woof. goes, you're barking up the wrong tree, my friend. I don't want to do this with you. I have no time. <laughs> I had a rough, we've had a rough evening. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> you're going to be in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> you that one threw her off. You <laughs> I thought you were like. I mean, you are mad, but like, yeah, that was good. I'm not mad. I just have a tummy ache. Okay, so they go into the pantry, and without any kind of hesitation, Harry tells Sirius every little detail about what happened, and that he himself was the snake in the dream. Sirius immediately asks Harry if he told Dumbledore about this dream or about how he was the snake rather not the dream. Cause we all know he told him and Harry's really feeling impatient because he kind of like, well, duh, I told him, but he doesn't know. So he says, yes, but Dumbledore didn't tell him what it meant. And basically the Dumbledore doesn't really tell him anything anymore. Sirius responds with telling Harry that if it meant that, something happened that he needed to worry about, then Dumbledore would have told him hard pass. 
Yeah. Nope. In due time, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then Harry goes into his most urgent need because he thinks he's going crazy. So he recalls the instance before he touched the port key when he wanted to attack Dumbledore. Quote, Sirius, I, I think I'm going mad. Back in Dumbledore's office, just before we took the port key, for a couple of seconds there, I thought I was a snake. I felt like one. My scar really hurt when I was looking at Dumbledore. Sirius, I wanted to attack him. He could only see a little, like, sliver of Sirius's face because it's dark. And Sirius just tells him that it must have been the aftermath of the dream or whatever he went through that was making him feel that way. But then Harry goes on to tell him that it wasn't like that. Quote, it was like something rose up inside of me. Like there's a snake inside of me. There's a snake in my boo. There's a snake in Bethilda. Gross. What true? I I just wanted to say that it, it was the Horcrux. <laughs> you know what? So I forgive serious. you for the earlier incident. All is well. <laughs> All, All was well. well. All was well. All was well. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was the Horcrux for sure. Snakey snakes. Snakes recognize snakes, right, Meg? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sirius firmly tells him that he needs to go to sleep. He's going to have breakfast. He's going to go upstairs. He's going to sleep. And then he can go see Arthur with everyone else. And I said, that was dad mode activated. So we finally get to see a little bit of that responsibility rise up in Sirius that everybody seems to try and say he doesn't have. But guess what? He does. Anyways. He also goes on to say. You're in shock, Harry. You're blaming yourself for something you only witnessed. And it's lucky you did witness it or Arthur might have died. Just stop worrying. And he clapped Harry on the shoulder and left the pantry, leaving Harry standing alone in the dark. And I said, but, but, but Harry still needs to talk about this. So dad mode activated, but dad mode not followed through on. You know what I mean? He probably also doesn't know how to have these conversations. Oh, absolutely not. So, because he probably never had to deal with this or had, if he had issues, you know, he didn't really have someone to talk to. Like Correct. Margaret. Not to say he couldn't talk to, like, James, but adult-wise. I, right. I think, too, that, like, in this moment, Sirius is just as much in the dark as Harry is. So, like, realistically, a conversation with Sirius wouldn't really help Harry that much. Like, not that it wouldn't help him emotionally to at least, like, talk to somebody about it, but, like, in act, like, just I'm thinking in terms of, like, the plot here, you know, like, there's no benefit to her writing a conversation with Sirius because, like, Sirius just doesn't, he's in the, he's in the dark, too. Like, like, it's clear that he is because he tells Harry that Dumbledore would have told him. Like Sirius has no idea what's going on, which makes me then question, like, who does know what's going on? I think it's just Dumbledore. Just Dumbledore. <laughs> like, because when does Snape find like figure it all out? And really, the I only reason Dumbledore until, dies, yeah, well, like, like not the, until like once Dumbledore he's already dying. He's dying. The yeah. only reason, like, really Snape knows is the whole thing where like he, I think, because he knows Dumbledore so well, because like it almost is like. 
he's she's like he realizes like what he's like he being snape realizes what dumbledore's doing and then dumbledore's like you're not wrong no, they have that conversation um in his office and you see it during um snape's memories in seven memories so he's like you're All raising him like a pig for slaughter head, he's like what do you care for him and he's like for him and then cast a picture on us. That's all like this yeah. thing. Anyways, Can you tell me and again. We're all supposed to be like emotion. Suddenly, love Snape, and I'm totally not there. Can, can <laughs> someone just play back that Felix file for her so she can hear that? Because I'm pretty sure she heard some things and some stuff, and then she was like, <laughs> "I want to go. I love him. Okay, I love listen. Him, how many times do I need to explain what that phrase meant? Oh. Well. <laughs> Love is love. She meant like I love you in the way that like you're just trying to get something out of someone by saying it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone uh, except for Harry was sleeping for the remainder of the morning. Harry spent his time in the bedroom that he and Ron shared over the summer. But while Ron was in bed sleeping within minutes, Harry sat there fully dressed, hunched against the nope, I don't know what that says. Maybe head of the bed. No. <laughs> bard of the bedstead. The bard of the bedstead. <laughs> Title. Yep. <laughs> the bard of the bedstead. Um, the back, probably. Who knows? Um, the back of the bed. So he could stay awake. He was determined to stay uncomfortable. He didn't want to fall asleep because he was scared. So he's terrified that he might become the snake again and then wake up to find out that he like attacked Ron or maybe attacked someone else. And I said, this is incredibly sad. Yeah. And, um, it's understandable for people to be upset that Harry doesn't have an understanding of why this is happening to him. And as far as Dumbledore goes, I, that's why I'm saying this. But I like I literally there's no other solution in my mind. Oh, like because for him not being like him being in the dark for the protection of the wizarding. Yeah, kind. I don't disagree with you. It's 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 one of those like ethical no, questions, you know, an ethical yeah. dilemma of like, really, Harry could have been saved and then the whole world like the whole wizarding world could have died. Do you know what I mean? It's so um, it's like and so it's like uh, I have nothing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And again, like I've said this a million times, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So like when he talks to Dumbledore later on after everything really has happened, mm-hmm. you know, Dumbledore has the ability now in the afterlife to like look back and see maybe what choices he could have done differently. But like he's he's already gone. He literally he literally cannot go back in time and change anything. You know what I mean? So yeah. it is what it is. And. I think if there was any other path for Harry to take, it would not have ended the way so, it ended. So you're going to die, but, but you're going to be, be happy, happy about, about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could have used a time turner and just changed the story like Listen, five million times. I really who, don't are you talking need about, you uh, to do Dumbledore that. or are you talking about Harry? Bad things happen because to wizards who meddle with time. I, I was talking about Dumbledore after he was dead, so that's why he oh. literally cannot... <laughs> Use a time turner because uh, he did. Could have. There we go. Snape could have. But like, isn't it? Isn't he also dead by the time that Harry is dead and talking to Dumbledore? Snape? Okay, so Harry. Yes. <laughs> but I think like at this point in time, like it's already set in Harry's mind. Like, if if I have to die to save all of these people, I'm it's I'm gonna have to do it. You know what I mean? That's some bravery. Yeah. That's some real self-sacrifice. Again, not every person is like that. You know what I mean? Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Any hoosies. When Ron woke up, Harry pretended that, oh, yeah, no, I got great sleep, too. Their trunks <laughs> had arrived from Hogwarts while they were eating lunch, and I bet Umbridge put up a fight to not send them. But she lost, clearly. And then they had to dress like muggles, and they had to go out and about to St. Mungo's. Everyone is cheerful and talkative. Mad-Eye and Tonks arrive to escort them to London, and Mad-Eye is wearing a bola hat so he could cover up his magical eye. Tonks's hair is bright pink again, and I said, yay, she's happy. And she's interested in talking to Harry about the dream. You know, Megan has her hand up. No, I did not, because my Discord's in front of her face. <laughs> Go ahead there, <laughs> snaky. Uh, I just wanted to see what everybody thought that everybody was wearing. Like, oh how God. did Ron oh. dress muggle? Uh, Are you in my brain? Because I was just thinking, I'm sad that that's not descriptive I know, anymore. tell me what they're wearing. He probably yeah. like wore jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. They probably are all wearing jeans and t-shirts. I think they dress... Oh, okay. they're probably way warmer because it's like cold. I think that they dressed as so dressed as better muggles than like the older peeps do. But I For think sure. that um, Tonks and Mad Eye probably dress fine like muggles because their they're job is oars. Yeah, yeah, they're like out yeah. and about. Yeah, they're probably wearing a jumper and some trainers. What about some I moon boots? Some what? What's a moon, moon boot? boot? Um, how about Uggs? Oh, oh yeah. No. No, those weren't around then, were they? Some no, I don't think so. Wear those to bed. <laughs> I, I will say this as someone I yeah. had a pair of Uggs, and if I could have gone back and not bought them, for me they were horrendous. Did your feet smell? No. They didn't like they were horrible boots for They're me. Not waterproof. They cut out waterproof, they, yeah. I waterproofed them. I used the same stuff that yeah, my friend did. Hers were perfectly so fine. Long. They cut up my heel. Never worked. Ugh. My feet were soaking. I, I wasted a huge waste of money. I gave them to my cousin. Good story. Those are a whole waste, but uh, they're not for me. Man. I think a North Face jacket. That's like that, normal, You're like, though. no. I'm telling you. They're <laughs> all wearing jumpers. They're trying to go hashtag basic. <laughs> they got wearing, scarves on. They're wearing hats. boot cut jeans that are light wash. Wranglers. Oh, Levi's. They're Jenny wearing Levi's. Butterfly clips. I don't in her think hair. Jenny would wear butterfly clips, if I'm being honest. I feel like that may be a little bit more Hermione, but at the same time, I don't know if she would do it either. Scrunchies. Oh, I think Herm would. Scrunchy. Scrunchies. What about uh, a, a bump it? <laughs> a what? Yes. Bump it was not in the 90s. Bump it? Yeah, it's like. Do you not know what a bump it is? It's Bump like, like oh, look it up. Kate, no, this is like a bun. Y'all, 1995. Can no. you please use Google? <laughs> you're you're Sorry. talking about the wrong yeah, stuff. There's an ad. fashion. There's a bumpet ad for 2009, Katie. All right, they're wearing plaid <laughs> oh, <wow>. skirts, <laughs> high socks. What were those? Oh. Um, oh. Get serious about this. Windbreakers. Can we get some wind pants? What about the windbreaker pants? The swishy pants? Yes, totally. And they're in like neon colors. I'd like a mesh shirt, please. Did you ever use one of these? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? The little like pokey headband that you put in. Yeah, I used them a lot. They made my curls look really good. Gives you bumps. Neon colors. I'm doing the wrong thing. The grunge look. Come on. Come 
Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. Can we get tie-dye up in here? But also, remember, it's literally December, so it's cold. They're up north. Flannel? Flannel? Come on. Oh, I used those headbands all the time. My mom had them, and I would steal them. All the time. Yeah, I liked them. Put your belly out. Like, with my hair was um, wet. It would make my hair look really good. Choker necklace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So show. Talking about bumpets. I thought you were talking about like it's always sunny when he goes boom boot. Anybody? Stuff will know what I'm well, talking about. I've only Shout seen like stuff. a handful of episodes of that. Oh. Well, you should do better. It's I green. Should. It is green. Um okay, oh, so Tonks geez. is very interested in Harry's vision of the attack, but Harry was not even remotely interested in discussing it. And um she goes, there isn't any seer blood in your family, is there? And he says, Aye. no. And she she goes, no, I suppose it's not really prophecy you're doing, is it? I mean, you're not seeing the future. You're seeing the present. It's odd, isn't it? Useful, though. And so, Tiffany, I have a question <laughs> for you here. I don't want to talk to you about it. You already made a T-shirt. So what do we have to say? We talked about this last episode. <laughs> I know, but but this is important in this moment. So I said, are we sure this isn't actually Tonks disproving that Harry is, in fact, not or disproving that Harry is a seer? Because she's pointing out here that to be a seer, one must prophesize into the future. He's a seer of the current, Megan. This has already been talked to death. That okay? so then I looked on the wiki. Here's the thing. Hold on. If we're talking about because like we've talked about the, the way he has this vision of him being the snake versus Frank. when Frank is dead. Do we know? Does it say in the book that it's exactly like happening right then? Like at the same time in a bedroom far away. You know what I mean? Well, or I look up the first chapter of Goblet. Well, the first chapter is just him. It ends with. Well, whatever the chapter is. You know what I mean? I, I just wonder, like, could it be like Harry's thinking about like sleeping like the day before? You know what I mean? No. Because I don't want it to be. I guess. No, I what I'm saying. No, but then we're seeing into the future. That's oh. what I'm saying. Because like I that's I I, that's something I don't understand moment. because he's he like with Dumbledore asking him, like, well, where were you in this vision? Like where were how did how did you see it? From what angle? Because when he's seeing Frank get killed, he's like a fly on the wall. So okay. why are you having that vision? All right. So it says at the end of chapter one of Goblet, the Riddle House's chapter title. Uh, he was dead before he hit the floor. Sorry, it's Frank Bryce crumpled. He was dead before he hit the floor. 200 miles away, the boy called Harry Potter woke with a start. Okay. So, yes, it's okay. a current. But we talked so, about that in yeah. that in that first chapter yeah. of Goblet. We talked yeah. about this. We talked about how it was like he's seeing differently. Because, like, I would think, like, if it was the Horcrux, like, in my head, like, I guess, like, even if Voldemort was possessing him or if it was the Horcrux, like, he would be the snake or he would see through Voldemort's eyes. Like, he wouldn't just be, like, a fly on the I wall. Agree. But I guess, so, like, when you think about when they're talking about um, Pensieve stuff, um, <laughs> they, like, if, if, I, if I take my, like, little memory out and put it in the jar thing um, <laughs> and then you watch it like say it's a like me Pensieve. at Megan and Katie's wedding just a random memory right you're not going to see it from my point of view you're going to see like the whole room you know what I mean like you're going to see me so maybe it's kind of that thing so I, I don't know I don't know 
So Harry, in fact, is a pensieve. So Harry's a pensieve. <laughs> I so I just went onto the wikia though. And sure. like the definition on the wikia states a seer is a gifted wizard or witch who has the ability to see into the future of with their inner eye. Seers predict prophecies, which are then recorded and stored in the Hall of Prophecy in the Ministry of Magic's Department of Mysteries. I don't know. According to Minerva McGonagall. <laughs> True seers are extremely rare, and she had doubt that Sybil Trelawney can be considered as one despite her sporadically accurate predictions. So, I don't know. I just, like... Uh, it's oh, it's the, uh, A lot of weird sounds just came out of my mouth. Yeah, it's the whole... The whole uh, like... Like, I agree that he's probably not a seer of the future in, like, the typical definition of a seer, but Harry is also, like, a horcrux, too, so he's a little different. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking, like, where where you see a memory. It's honestly the Frank Bryce thing. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm thinking maybe because of the way that you view a memory in the pensieve, the way that Harry, maybe because at that point in time, Voldemort wasn't, like, a... um, uh, a man like a full like all the way back you know what i mean he was whatever he was in the chair a thing. chicken wing yeah uh, um <laughs> that that's the way he saw it but slash he was a hork you know it was a horcrux kind of like harry being connected with voldemort i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> did i tell you guys i don't know you can't change my mind I just think that it's interesting to maybe like bring it up whenever we have moments like this to like, of course, reassess, and reassess, you know, like, 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 I guess I just had never seen, I had never taken that line from Tonks as a way of her disproving the fact that he is a seer. You know what I mean? Like I never took her saying, Mm -mm. no, I suppose it's not really prophecy you're doing. I mean, you're not seeing into the future. So like, I guess I was just wondering, like, do we think that, do we think that JKR wrote that in so that people understood that Harry's way of quote seeing Mm -hmm. is not because he's a seer, but because Mm. of some other, connection so it was kind of a oh, way to like foreshadowing force us into thinking yeah like give us a little bit of foreshadowing here to say hmm tonks is questioning this and you should i just want to put this little like tic tac in your mind to remember this moment because there is a reason why he's seeing things the way he's seeing and it's not because he's a seer it's because it was the horcrux you know what i mean so like I just wonder if this is like a foreshadowing piece. Maybe. So what you're saying is he's not like not so Raven. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Or that's so Raven. He's not so Raven. He's not so Raven. Not so Raven. Raven. It's the current I can see. Um, (laughs) Because then I asked, I was like, does Harry ever see into the future? And I did like text the girls this. And I don't think that he does. But I think that just a point, I mean, like, I'm not saying Harry think, is not a seer. I think when he looks at Jenny, he sees his future. But what do I know? Probably. Oh. You are you're right. You're right. Else. I think that I think he's just not a um, textbook seer. <laughs> and, but I do think <laughs> that this 
moment. Um, though, I think the next was... book proves that he is a textbook seer because he does see it and he reads it no. and he goes. By no, it. invite her. I'm going to invite you to be successful somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I just think that this was put in here and like, cause we had brought this quote up the last time we talked about Harry being a seer, Mm -hmm. but rereading it, I was just like, Hmm, I bet this is a foreshadowing piece for us to know that there's more to it than like bottom line. Harry's seeing, you know what I mean? Sure. Not a mean yeah. jelly bean. I do like the idea that maybe there's different kinds of seers. I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. a spectrum yeah. of seers, if you will, like because a, we see how Trelawney we see how Trelawney sees. Yeah, and you it's only I mean? sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's her into curse. The beyond. The beyond. And she runs into a table. That's literally like, that I mean, scene cracks me up every time I see it. I know that we've talked about Trelawney a lot but like she says stuff and it's not wrong people just don't believe her you know what i mean like he, she I did tell neville agree. dude you're yeah. gonna break a cup or whatever she says to him and she reads people there that's what i'm saying like does she read people like psych does you know um or she's seeing glimpses and the people like just don't believe her i think it's True. probably a combination i think yeah i think that it's just like i don't know yes i agree with you <laughs> Basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that Trelawney is a true seer in my eyes. Like, yeah, it's just, obviously she is in yeah. her inner eyes. She has an inner eye to see the future, and um, she's she's a Ravenclaw, correct? Yeah. So she's okay. just you know one of those like kind of Cookie. like outlier ones where like yeah. you know people Lockhart. people tend to um, not like people that are quote average you know what i mean so she's a little yeah. out of the box so of course people are like oh she's not normal we can't like her right she's weird yeah. she's crazy yeah. she can't see thinks she's a fraud. a fraud don't be like that um so back to the chapter <laughs> harry <laughs> <laughs> harry didn't answer tonks and he was grateful that at the next stop that they got out at the next stop and at the station Um, There was a bunch of hustle bustle leaving the train and he was able to allow Fred and George to get between himself and Tonks because he really just didn't want to talk about it anymore. And I think that that's probably quite like he already had PTSD. And I think that he's having more after this dream because that was traumatic. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't go to sleep because he's afraid that he's going to turn into a snake and attack someone else because he's terrified. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he just doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And I think that it's probably part of like Tonks being an or she's trying to get to the bottom of it. She wants more information. She's not necessarily thinking about the fact that Harry is really like emotionally affected by what just happened. She's more interested in like the inner workings of what just happened. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't think she's meaning to be insensitive. Um, No. And it's also the fact that Harry is masking how yeah. he feels because he, he honestly he, he, he wants well. to talk about it but he really only wants to talk about it with like two people but he also Dumbledore. i mean and we've talked about this Which is too, fair like with with how um he handles like his emotions and stuff like so for however many years he's been living with the dursleys where like he's not able to express how he feels anyways yeah. so it's a totally foreign concept for him mm-hmm. um to talk about these things and then the entire summer like he's gone by without 
anybody from the wizarding world talking to him. Yep. So it's almost like ingrained into his head already. We're like, we're not going to talk about it. Like, don't talk about it. Um, it's not something we discuss, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. don't, don't be like that. Yes. Um, so they follow, they all followed Tonks up the escalator Uh, Moody clunking along at the back of the group, his bowler tilted low and one gnarled hand stuck in between the buttons of his coat, clutching his wand. So he's at the ready. Harry thought he sensed the concealed eye staring hard at him, trying to deflect more questions about his dream. He asked Mad-Eye where St. Mungo's was hidden. Um, So Moody led the way and kept a close watch on Harry. And he then explained a little bit about St. Mungo's and said, wasn't easy to find a good location for a hospital. Nowhere in Diagon Alley was big enough and we couldn't have it underground like the ministry. That's unhealthy. Um, in the end, they managed to get hold of a building up here. Theory was sick wizards could come and go and just blend in with the crowd. Um, so I wonder it's like in the heart oh, of London. I was just going to say, I wonder if they like say it's not, it's unhealthy for it to be underground. If part of that is like, sunlight like vitamin d from the sun is good for you yeah Probably. Maybe whole vitamin like, d pathway like air circulation or something because of like yeah, yeah i don't you know that's kind sure. of how i took it was like air like being underground could like i don't know block bad germs from getting out <laughs> <laughs> we could have a ventilation system but i don't disagree with you um, but yeah, um, the sun, I mean, but genuinely like you need vitamin D in your life. Yes. You need your vitamins. So St. Mungo's is located in London. I just pulled this. Um, I pulled the wiki up. It was founded in the 1600s by healer Mungo Bonham. Um, also. So it appears that the hospital serves the entire wizarding population of Great Britain. That is just kind of like an assumption, I think, just because we don't know of another place like this. Um, although the department store building housing the hospital may be relatively small, this is not an indication of the true capacity of a magical building because, like, I kind of think of uh, Makuza in Fantastic Beasts. Like, that is a big building um, that it that it is housed in, the Woolworth building. But when you walk into it, I feel like it like looks even grander than you would expect from the outside. So I would assume kind of like Hermione's bag that she enchants that like you can mm. make a building bigger on the inside once you're in it. I tried to get a better idea of the Woolworth building, but they yelled at me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she did that get in that old oh, brother where are thou? No, that's a different building. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? The Wolf War. Or something. I no one. Know. What is it? Discord. I'm just me. thinking of Worms War. That's all. I <laughs> worms War. Where's the Worms War? We were watching that today. Um. <sighs> so apparently, the Ministry purchased this building, just a normal Muggle building, so that patients could come and go. And although the hospitals meant for the magical community, as with all other wizarding institutes, Muggles are admitted when they fall prey to magical attacks. Um, and there are strict guidelines for gifts that are allowed in. We will learn more about that later this book. Um, what do you think the gift shop looks like at St. Mungo's? 
That's a good question. They probably have probably roll fun, Weasley a lot Wizard of fun Weezes stuff. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All to like things, brighten people's days. Things yeah. to make sure that they're going to have more customers. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Um, so they had arrived outside a large, old-fashioned red brick department store called Purge and Douse Limited. The place had a shabby, miserable air. You know, I meant to look up if that was like a real department store name. Katie, can well, you Google that? What is yeah. it called? <laughs> Purge and Douse Limited. Um, the place had a shabby, miserable air. The window displays consisted of a few chipped dummies with their wigs askew, standing at random and modeling fashions at least 10 years out of date. Mm -hmm. Large signs on all the dusty doors read, closed for refurbishment, and Harry distinctly heard a large woman laden with plastic shopping bags say to her friend as they passed, it's never open, that place. Do you think Sarah. they changed the outfits on the dummies? Well, they're mannequins. So, I don't like calling them dummies. Well, I guess they're both. Whatever. <laughs> so it talked about 19... We talked about 1995 style. So now they said, what, 10 years? So let's talk about 1985 80s? style. What? You just said we talked about 1995 Yeah, style. they said so 10, 10, 10 years, years previous. Let's talk about 1995 No, style. I said 1985. Said I did not hear 85 or her 95. Well, Megan. Big hair. Lots me. of curls. Blue eyeshadow. If you want to talk about puffy Sounds like blouses. <laughs> yeah. Puffy shoulders. Oh, my Lord. Bangles. So bad. Galore. Big old hats. Think um, pretty woman, mm. kind of. Pretty woman. I'm pretty oh, sure Purge and... I guess. I'm pretty sure it's just made up. Made up. Pantsuits. Well, Purge makes me think of, like, maybe they're trying to purge their clothing. Boxy blazers, high-waisted jeans, white sneakers. Uh, Madonna. Lots of bracelets. I already said that. Salt and It should have been Blouse Barn, Meg. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It should have been Blouse Barn. Oh, my God. Joan Jett's hair. Spiky. Mullets, not oh. blouse house. Oh man, nope. Just no. like a lot of blazers. There's a lot of blazers happening right now. Thick shoulder pads. Mm. Ugh. Mesh. Or some shoulder action. Shoulder guy. Oh, shoulder guy. Oh, Brooke Shields. Yeah, lot lots of denim. Blazers. High waisted is back. It is back. I like high waisted jeans and stuff. That's cute. I'm digging all the neon weird shape things. That oh, my gosh. Back. Universal's celebrating their anniversary and like their original logo is like so late 80s, early 90s That's with awesome. like the neon. It's like black with like neon green, neon yellow, neon pink. And it's just so great. They have all <laughs> this merch with all those colors. I was like, yeah, this reminds me of my childhood. Um, oh my goodness. Anyway, okay, so that's, that's one the style, of then. the mannequins that, so the mannequin they actually have to go up to, Tonks goes up to it and is a, quote, particularly ugly dummy whose false uh -huh. eyelashes were hanging off and who was modeling a green nylon pinafore dress. Um, and I didn't know what a pinafore dress was, but it's like one of those little apron-y dresses that actually mm -hmm. were in style like in the 40s and 50s and then funnily enough came back in style in like the 80s so it fits that it's in this window for, like it also kind of looks like um like uh nurses there you go candy stripers 
It does kind of. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. if you don't know what a candy stripper is, it used to be like um, like nurses age or like volunteers kinds of thing. So that very much looks like something they would wear. Fun fact. I Talking like about hospitals. Hospitals. Um, so Tonks told the they are actually called dummies in the book. That's why I keep saying it, and that's why it's written. So I'm just saying I don't agree. Was anyone that offended? Dumb. Well, I, you well, I mean, they like, literally are like I don't whatever. Call them dummies. So anyway, Tonks told the dummy <laughs> they were there to see Arthur Weasley, and Harry thought that this was pretty absurd. But then the dummy nodded and pointed for them to enter, and like it literally says that his jaw dropped, which was funny. Um. And there was wait, where did it go? Oh, Ginny Tonks and Mrs. Weasley go in first and they literally step right through the glass and vanish. Um, There was no sign of the ugly dummy or the space where she had stood once they went through. They had arrived in what seemed to be a crowded reception area where rows of witches and wizards sat upon rickety wooden chairs, some looking perfectly normal and perusing out of date copies of Witch Weekly. Others. I wonder if any of the copies of Witch Weekly have. Um. Gilderoy Lockhart on the cover. Probably, Probably not now. Oh, that's but true. it says they're out of date. But it's weekly, <laughs> so like it would be true. It could just be like old. five weeks old. Yeah. Um, other sporting gruesome disfigurements such as elephant trunks or extra hands sticking out of their chests. The room was scarcely less quiet than the outside street, for many of the patients were making very peculiar noises. A sweaty-faced wow. witch in the center of the front row, who was fanning herself vigorously with a copy of the Daily Prophet, kept letting off a high-pitched whistle as steam came pouring out of her mouth, <laughs> and a grubby-looking warlock in the corner clanged like a bell every time he moved, and with each clang, his head vibrated horribly, so that he had to seize himself by the ears and hold it steady. Seize. Um, so I thought that that was funny. I wonder I what they to, like, did to, like... um get those make yeah they make yeah. that happen experimenting with charms like luna's mom but like i wonder or what kind of charms they were experimenting with you know obviously i know i yeah. mean <laughs> megan's like well sarah they probably <laughs> would be doing these i yes that i understand <laughs> i mean specifically like was she working on like trying a, like a new charm to like heat up water quicker and then it heated up her instead <laughs> maybe <laughs> i like so sam points out here how are they supposed to blend in with muggles with an elephant trunk and dinging like a bell which is a great question like is I there another th- way for them to enter i think that they probably have like ministry of magic peeps i wonder if they have like oh, something I, like uh, an ambulance kind of situation where like they call oh like the and night they can, bus like, apparate <laughs> in you well, know or yeah. i wonder th- did it say anything about having like anti-muggle stuff around it or they well, just that, missed they the location. Know. And that Muggle was talking about in. it. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if, um, well, one, Muggles don't notice any nothing, do they? Mm-hmm. And then I wonder if they have a flu that you can, but yeah. with all the wheezes, oh, there's yeah. just, that's not, one, it's being watched, and True. two, that's a lot of them, you know? So that's probably why. True. They went the way True. they went. Um, so on the inside, Harry notices that there are witcher, witches and wizards in lime green rows who were walking up and down the rows asking questions for the people who were coming in. And they had an emblem on their chests that was a wand <gasps> and a bone crossed. I like that. Make that. That's pretty cool. Make that so with the If I ever wand. finish school, maybe I'll get that as a tattoo on my body. A tattoo. A tattoo. tattoo. Oh, that's cool. Make that merch. Um, Write it in your book. 
Thank you, Katie. Got it, ma'am. So this makes me laugh because Ron's like, or Harry says, are they doctors? He asked Ron quietly. Doctors, said Ron, looking startled. Those muggle nutters that cut people up. Nah, they're healers. I mean, but doctors like medicine. I mean, I get that like in the wizarding world, they can like heal all these things. But like for muggles, like they do amazing things. They do well, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah. Medicine, man. Doctors, man. Doctors. Nurses really are my favorites because, you know. They work harder than anyone gives them credit for. Also AIDS, because that's what I am, but <gasps> a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the Wikia, I just pulled up healer. It's a qualified witcher wizard who tends to the sick and injured using healing magic. They are the wizarding world equivalent of a doctor. Um, and one place that you could work is St. Mungo's or possibly... Hogwarts because Madame Pomfrey is a healer. Um, that poor woman. Honestly. Um, they treat magical diseases such as dragon pox, spattergroy, and vanishing sickness and injuries. And healers wear lime green robes with the sign of a bone and a wand. Um, That's one thing I wouldn't want. Well, I'd say that I wear green now. <laughs> but Madame Pomfrey doesn't wear green. So no. I think that that's just specific to mangoes. I bet you like so... For. Every every right. Yeah. See, every hospital (laughs) system, I believe, for the most part, probably has their own like uh, color code kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the the requirements to become a healer: one must have excellent academic credentials. In Britain, they needed at least five NEWTs with a high mark of either Mm -hmm. outstanding or exceeds expectations at. Potions, Transfiguration, Herbology, Charms, and Defense Against the Dark Arts. Um, And some known healers in the wizarding world. The three that I recognize their names are Poppy, Pomfrey, obviously, Madam Pomfrey. Hannah Abbott becomes a healer. Mm -hmm. I didn't Um, know that. She also becomes a long bottom. She does. You didn't know about that? (laughs) You didn't Neville. Did you say Neville? No, I said you didn't know Abbott that. Oh. Oh my god. Um and the oh, fat fryer. So I oh. thought that was, that was cool. You know, we should yeah. say fat Lots of puffs. Yeah, lots well, of puffs. I Super. mean, that's something like it's a very, it's a very uh hardworking job. job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um yeah. no rest for the wicked. But yeah. I mean they are wearing There's... lime green, so <sighs> yeah. There yeah, I have, have a lot um, of patients working in that type of field. I want a lime green shirt with the white emblem. But also make other colors. Well, yeah, I make other colors, green. but we got to make the the uh, lime green available. And I'll uh, use the acronym we used last uh, episode. What, <laughs> <laughs> what bone would you use? Femur? Femur. Probably. It's a hard bone. Femur. I would use the funny bone. <laughs> Actually, not a bone. It's a nerve, but it's connected to I'm your I'm going to use one of those million ones in your ear. It's super tiny. There's three bones in your ear. There's like a million bones in your ear. <laughs> There's three tiny little bones. It's like the incus, the malleus, and Fail. Fail. There's a million. Look at it. I'll up. just put them all in a row, and that'll be the bone. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to say that why, how we know that Hannah Abbott became a healer is actually from um 
from a newspaper article that JKR wrote and put out, written by Rita Skeeter. It was Dumbledore's Army Reunites at Quidditch World Cup Final. And it is said that Hannah Abbott applied for the job of matron at Hogwarts. So she takes over for Madame Pumphrey. Oh, so she could be with her <gasps> husband. That's so cute. Well, I mean, too, that's not yeah. the only reason. That but, makes me sick. It's um, so cute. The three bones of the ear are the Malleus, the Incus, and the Stabies. And the Santa Maria. I know. <laughs> I, that, I will say this. That is how my teacher pronounced it. It could be. It looks like Stapes. Katie me, really liked my joke. <laughs> but in my head, it was also thinking that. Were you really? Yes. That's awesome. God, that's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I, it was. Uh, I just think that that's so cute. Published on Pottermore, which oh, like that's adorable. you can't find it anymore. But thank, thank Can God they? for the wikia. Yeah, what in the world? Anyways, moving on. It's mad times, Tiffany. It's mad times. Twenty twenty, my friends. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, babe. Mad times we live in. Mad, mad. mad. All right. So let's talk about the uh, front desk at good old Mungo's with the very impatient <laughs> witch. So Mrs. Weasley calls them over. Uh, she's in line and there's the witch at the, behind the desk and it's marked inquiries. Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah. Questions inquiries. pretty much. Um, there are notices and posters behind her like a clean cauldron keeps poisons from becoming. Wait. Potions from becoming <laughs> poisons. Poisons from becoming poisons. <laughs> But that makes um, sense. Yeah. And also, antidotes are anti-don'ts unless approved by a qualified healer. Feels like I, something I would say because it's like a total dad joke. I like that a lot, actually. I like it, too. Put that on a t-shirt. Oh, good. I good mean, idea. all of these phrases would be a great, like, appreciating nurses wait, and doctors. Wait, line. wait, wait. Sure. I've got a great t-shirt idea. So on the front, you do the emblem of, yeah. of whatever it's called. In the back, I want to call it Makusa. Not and on the back, it says antidote, antidotes are antidotes unless approved by a qualified healer. I like that a lot. I love it. That's You're welcome. It is, America. It. it is written down. In all other countries, all Earth. I am not a nurse. The universe. Wear it. Or do I? Anybody in healthcare can wear it. I'm not, I would I'd put band aids on my kid. Does that count? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll allow it. Thanks. <laughs> Behind the desk was also a large portrait with uh, of a witch with long silver ringlets <laughs> that was labeled Dillis Derwent, St. Mungo's Healer, 1722-1741, and then headmist- Headmistress of Hogwarts, 1741-1768. And we talked about her, mm-hmm. I think, last episode. Yeah. Because yes. she is a portrait. She's mm-hmm. the one that is connected to Dumbledore's office, right? Yes. Yes. Um, just to do like a quick recap, a r- 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 recap of Thank her. Thank you. Um, she is one of the most celebrated heads of Hogwarts um, among Dumbledore and Everard, who is also one of the portraits I was helping out last episode. Um, and yeah, like Mike said, she was the connection between Hogwarts and Mongo's, and she was pretty much giving a report back to Dumbledore about Arthur. Yes. Can I just say how sometimes the <laughs> Wizarding World can be like? so ahead of the times and then other times be so behind the times there was a there was a female like president over in america right what is she called i don't know it's president right um yeah i believe they're called president yeah 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 yeah, yeah, makuza and then 
female headmistresses, like more than one. And I think, and I believe, well, England in general, female prime minister. Mm-hmm. What are we doing, America? What are we doing? I don't know. They've been around longer. Still. (laughs) And I guess America like really tries to be everything that England is not, which is sad because it's an amazing country. (laughs) True. But also we haven't been around longer than Makuza. True. Just saying. We're behind. We're quite Makuza with you. Makuza, America, you know. Women power. That's all I'm saying. True. Women power. Um, So ahead of the Weasley clan, Aunt Harry, is a wizard who is dancing from foot to foot like he's on hot coals. And he keeps saying, like, between ouches, he says his shoes were trying to eat his feet and he couldn't get them off. They're these dumb shoes his brother gave him. And the witch is super irritated and she's like, well, do they stop you from reading? Because you don't want... (sighs) You want the fourth floor. It's spell damage. Next. That's um, so rude. I know. She's sick of her job, man. Get a new one. Or try. Or try. Um, and then, so, the floor guide. I will read it. So, we have artifact accidents, ground floor. This would be cauldron explosions, wand backfiring, broom crashes, etc. There's also creature-induced injuries. First floor, bites, stings, burns, embedded spines, etc. Oh, gosh. Magical bugs, that sounds terrifying. Second floor, contagious maladies, um, dragon pox, vanishing sickness, scrofungulus. Also, I need to admit, for the longest time, the whole, like, Mungo's whole name, I thought it was Miladies, like, my lady. And then I didn't understand, <laughs> I was like, are only women allowed to go? Where's the, where's, like, the gentleman part of this? For, like, I mean, like, until very recently. Saint <laughs> Mungo's were my ladies. <laughs> yes, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> and then how someone said maladies, and I was like, oh, how recent, recent, recent is recent? Probably within the last year. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was so confused. I was like, why is it called this? <laughs> Katie. Katie. Right? Like, why wasn't it St. Mungo's for my ladies and my lords? <laughs> Drawing up chairs left and right. Have a seat. Wait your turn. <laughs> Did you not turn. know that? No. I never told you that. No, she kept that little nugget to herself. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving on. Potion and plant poisoning. Third floor. Rashes, regurgitation, uncontrollable giggling, etc. So if you had a little too much giggle water, that might be where you want to go. I think Swish and Flick probably um, has to go to that. I was just going to say that. If, if you ever need to find us, that's where we'll be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, then we have Because we are miladies. <laughs> T-shirt. M U H dash lady. I like how Sarah has to dip her head and point her little fingers. Malady. You do. You gotta tip your hat. Maladies. Oh. Oh Is that what you did? You didn't know what I was doing? No. on a roll today. Spell damage, fourth floor. Unliftable jinxes, hexes, and incorrectly applied charms. Visitors, tea room, and hospital shop, fifth floor. If you are unsure where to go, incapable of normal speech, or unable to remember why you are here, our welcome witch will be pleased. That's lies. 
to help. <laughs> I, I read that and I was like, but is she? I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So another patient ahead of them was a very old stooped wizard with a hearing trumpet who shuffled forward mm-hmm. and asked to see Broderick Bode. Apparently, he still thinks he's a teapot, though. Um, so I looked up Bode, and I believe... <laughs> Is he a little teapot, short and <laughs> he's stout? He's a little teapot, short and stout. Um, so he did attend the Quidditch World Cup in 94. He's an unspeakable. And in 95, he became a target of the Death Eaters. You uh, don't say. Was, <laughs> Voldemort was seeking a prophecy. Um Death Eater Avery told him that there's an unspeakable that could get the prophecy for him after an attempt to force Sturgis Podmore to steal it while under the Imperius curse failed. So Lucius Malfoy is actually the one that places Bode under the Imperius curse and forces him to attempt the same theft. Next and last patient ahead of them was um, a dad holding his daughter by the ankle because she was flapping around his head because she had sprouted large feathery (laughs) wings. I feel like this is Marty and Alana. I feel like this would be my kid. <laughs> and she then just had some Red Bull, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, finally, it's the Weasley's turn. So they're directed first floor, second door on the right. Day, die, Llewellyn Ward. What does that mean? Um, it is hold on i say it's i think it's what i'm about to read in a second so they headed through the double doors they go down a narrow corridor there's more portraits of famous healers and this is kind of like weird but cool (gasps) like instead of regular Mm. lights like you think of a hospital you think of like those fluorescent light tubes but it's lit with crystal bubbles that are full of candles and they float on the ceiling so harry describes it as like looking like giant soap bubbles and that's what they Mm. use i like it i like it I just wish that they would have showed us this in the oh, movies. Yeah. It would have been so cool. It yeah. was a completely missed opportunity. I, I would have yeah. enjoyed to see in a magical hospital. Mm. I was like watching that anyways, like when when in movies or shows. It honestly would have been way better for <laughs> Neville's movie character arc for the audience Correct. to have seen this. Correct. Right. Just saying. Right. I'm not throwing shade, but I'm throwing a ton of shade. um i think i was trying to picture these lights i think maybe they would give like a calming sort of light as opposed to like too bright or too sterile sterile. yeah i don't know don't Mm. touch me i'm sterile (laughs) (laughs) it's patrick right oh yeah (laughs) he does that he slaps on some rubber gloves and he goes don't touch me i'm sterile that is not how he sounds (laughs) Whatever. Don't touch me, I'm sterile. Like, that's what you said. What? Just not as exaggerated, but yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't, I hope. <laughs> There's See? someone who provided the gift. Thank you, Sam. Um, well, is that when he gets the suds? Yes. Oh, that's such a good episode. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm. Get the suds. Turds. So from the chapter... More witches and wizards in lime green robes walked in and out of the doors as they passed. A foul-smelling yellow gas wafted into the passageway as they passed one door, and every now and then they heard distant wailing. They climbed a a flight of stairs and entered the creature-induced injuries corridor, where the second door on the right bore the words, Dangerous, Die Llewellyn Ward, Serious Bites. Um, He actually... Why didn't I pull that? He created... Something. Can you look that up for me? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
created Thank you. something. <laughs> yes. Um, underneath this was a card and a brass holder on which had been written Healer in Charge, Hippoc- Hippocrates, Smethwick, and Trainer Healy. Oh my God. Trainee Healer. Augustus <laughs> Pie. <laughs> so I just wanted to point out Katie that, should tap um, No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I if, should. Like, the when whole you- episode is a HIPAA violation. Well, this I was going to talk about. You take the Hippocratic um, oath. a Hippocratic oath, um, which is taken by physicians, oh. and um, so like this is just according to Wikipedia. But like we always talk about like this stuff in hospitals. But it says like the original oath was written in I- Ionic Greek, which between the fifth between the fifth and the third centuries. Although it was traditionally attributed to the Greek doctor Hippocrates, Hippocrates, right? Uh, Hippocrates. Hippocrates, thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. I knew I wasn't saying it right. Hippocrates, and it's usually included in the Hippocratic corpus. Um, Most modern scholars do not not regard it as having been written by Hippocrates. (laughs) What what is it? Hippocrates Hippocrates. himself. (laughs) The Crates, man. Um, It's Crates. But basically, but the Hippocratic (laughs) oath basically saying, like, you're not, like, to do no harm, you know, um, because you're there. To be to, a healer. heal, yeah. Um, to be a healy. Yeah. Yeah. And it says, like, um, I will abstain from all intentional wrongdoing and harm. Which, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yes, dear. You're welcome. So I looked up <laughs> Die Llewellyn. And the first one, so, like, he was a real person. Oh, wait. This is a different one that I was thinking of. But go on and continue with whatever I just made you <laughs> look up. Die is spelled and D-A-I, by the way. D-A-I, yes. D-A-I? And he was a Welsh socialite and playboy. Hey. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. It's just weird. So actually, on the Harry Potter wiki, he was known as Dangerous Die Llewellyn was a very famous Ooh. Welsh wizard and Quidditch player for Say the Say that ten times fast. Caref- Welsh wizard, Welsh wizard. Catapults <laughs> and was noted for the risks that he took during a match. He died when he was eaten by a chimera while on holiday oh. in Mykonos. Oh yikes. Isn't Mykonos His, like a party island? Am I am I saying that right? I don't. I, I know it's beautiful. It's in Greece. It's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be beautiful. Um, Lindsay His Lohan death resulted, his death resulted in a day <laughs> of national no mourning. Open. I'm sure it's not. His death resulted in a day of national mourning for all Welsh witches and wizards. He was honored by the creation of the Dangerous Dylewellyn Commemorative Medal, and. St. Mungo's Hospital named the Serious Bites Ward after him. Kenilworthy Wisp wrote a biography of the player entitled, He Flew Like a Madman. Thank you. <laughs> Not even what I was looking for, but even better. Yep. Thank you. Oh, wow. All right. So Tonks tells Mrs. Weasley that they'll wait outside. She says, Arthur won't want too many visitors at once. It ought to be family first. I respect her respect. But truthfully, I think Arthur would want to see all the people who would care to see him. Um, So Harry goes to draw back just as Mad-Eye had, quote, but Mrs. Weasley reached out a hand and pushed him through the door saying, don't be silly, Harry. Arthur wants to thank you. I just love how she loves him, even if it's not Mm -hmm. always in the most efficient, productive way. Because sometimes she goes like too hardcore mom, but she's just she's just a mom. She's a good mom. 
you know, she's yeah. she's treating him she like her own. Yeah, is literally right. what exactly. she's doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, she so, still makes me want to eye roll at her sometimes, though. But she comes from a good that's place. Like, I mean, but that's know? such a mom. Isn't thing. that I'm, isn't that what we do to all moms? I was just saying, don't you eye roll yeah. at your mom? So <laughs> she's a mom. Never. I never did that my whole life. Why? She's gonna okay. walk right I'm gonna walk across the I, street. I remember you telling us the story <laughs> of you finding out on your way to the dentist that you had to have dental work done. <laughs> if that's not a huge eye roll, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, she should have known. She just needed to warn me. Oh my god. <laughs> I would have been fine with it if I just knew it was happening. You're very particular. <laughs> I don't think that that's that much of something to ask for. Sure, Maggie. So the ward was small and dingy. Only one narrow window was in there. Most of the light came from those crystal bubbles on the ceiling. It was oak paneled walls and there was a portrait of a vicious looking wizard on the wall. This is who I was thinking Llewellyn was. Urquhart Rackharrow. Uh, he was the inventor of the entrail expelling curse. I don't know what the heck that means, but it doesn't oh, sound oh, It means your insides get yeah, out of your, your like, intestinal area. Why is your he abdomen in, area? Why is he in a patient room? <laughs> that should be like some down I'm co- not- corridor no one goes down. <laughs> Listen, oh, just <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> um, so That's probably what he told people. Well, deal with it. <laughs> Perhaps it's the head that I found in but, the lake. But maybe oh like God. he, I don't know, maybe maybe it was part of like having to help. You know what I mean? Like you have to expel some of the entrails so like you could fix something that like the entrails are in the way of. I'm just pulling things out. Literally. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks. There were only three patients in the room. Mr. Weasley, I think, got the best bed. He got the bed at the far end by the tiny window, so he had a little bit of light. Um, And Harry was pleased and relieved to see that he was alert, awake, propped up on some pillows, reading the Daily Prophet. Um, So when Arthur looked up and he saw who was coming towards him, he beamed. I just love him. He's such a sweetheart. Mr. Weasley's the bomb. He's got heart gold. Yeah. You're not wrong. He likes gold. (laughs) Gold member. (laughs) Maybe he'd like to be a gold member of uh, the Wizarding World. Well, he is. (laughs) He is a gold member of the Wizarding World, as a matter of fact. (laughs) He is. So, as Catherine said i don't know i just called you Catherine. it's like you're in yeah, trouble i don't know why you did either <laughs> <laughs> um so as we know because we have all read this book for the most part arthur's super happy to see everyone <laughs> so he's telling them aka molly that bill just left um but bill's gonna be back later to check on molly um and he assures um he assures them that he's fine and honestly if it wasn't for the bandages he could just take them if they couldn't take them off you just go home. You know what I mean? But they can't take him off. And so Fred's like, uh, why not? And then just a little quote from the book. He says, well, I start bleeding like mad every time they try. It seems there was some rather unusual kind of poison in that snake's fangs that keeps wounds open. Um, and I tried to like, look this up and there's literally like nothing. It's just like Nagini's stuff. And then it's like, oh yeah, there was an antidote found, but then there's, Literally nothing found on that. Oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, because it says, like, the venom produced from the snake form of the Maledictus Nagini, this is from the Wikia, was an extremely potent poison that prevented the wounds of the victim from healing. This would lead to severe blood loss that must be compensated with a blood-replenishing potion, or the blood loss severity would turn fatal. There was an antidote to it, though apparently hard to find. The venom is capable of melting stitches, rendering it in an infected rendering it an in in oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) rendering it an ineffective treatment there we go that was hard there was a lot of hey but you did it proud of you yeah um and i should have have, like as i'm thinking this i'm like i should have looked up like how many like pints of blood like are in a human body then like people really don't care how many (laughs) devitos like how many can you like lose before like you know oh god i know i don't this think is we where my brain that. just went <laughs> um so because he's bleeding so much he has to oh yes katie um i put this on our instagram maybe like last week but meg somehow found this article about snakes and how the black mamba actually isn't the most dangerous snake so then she went down this really bad rabbit hole or snake what hole. is the most dangerous one meg well, it was freaking terrifying because it also said like why they're so dangerous and it told you like what their venoms did to whatever it bit and the one that mm. she read was insane. So like I wouldn't even be surprised if something like it, this actually existed in real life because uh, snakes are like kind of scary. <laughs> oh my god. Are you going to look I'm it sure up? it does. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to find it. Oh my oh, god. It's um, a viper. Yeah, it was the inland tapen. <sighs> Look that up That's if you want a horrible the experience. The inland tapen. Um, I looked up your horrible idea. The black mamba was number nine on this list. It was yeah, number nine. Meg has ten new fears. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so blood replenishing potions. <laughs> There's not a crazy amount of information on this either. So I like try to Google it, you know, and this is from like a another wikia page i guess and it says like we just know um for arthur he was required to take it every hour after he was bitten um until an antidote was found and it literally like just helps replenish blood loss through injury and this says that it's um red colored but i don't know where the sources for that you know yeah so can i can i answer one of your questions that you asked Am I there yet? What did I ask? No, this was something you already said. Oh. Um, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Exsanguination is where you lose enough blood to cause death. So this means uh, they gave some information, but I'm not going to read all that. But a person can die from losing two and a half to four liters of blood, which compares. Um, two and a half to four liters. That's a lot so of blood. So in regards to like a donation it's five to eight times as much blood as people usually give during a donation oh are they comparing is that what you mean yeah so just for you to like think about it's five to eight times more than you oh, would gotcha, give gotcha. during like, a donation you give. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a lot like that's a lot how much does the human body oh i don't know that question <sighs> goodness gracious you can also do this internally and externally. Sorry Excuse to be me, the Debbie. I'm sorry, my cat was just and there's a cat over the microphone. He loves being you. naughty. Okay, sorry. So, oh, you can lose a lot 
This, according to the Google, it says that you the human body roughly has like 10 pints of blood. Um, mm. I don't know why I whispered that. <laughs> and according to Google, 10 U.S. liquid pints equals 4.73176 liters. The Google University. Um, so thank you, Google. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you have a Google device, sorry we said Google so much. <laughs> Hey, Google. Hello, Google. What's up? Hey, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Just got that in there. She listened. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. She's still listening. Shh. Um, okay, so that's just interesting. Like, I wonder, I wonder if a blood replenishing potion, like, I wonder how I don't, it doesn't specify. And I don't know if anyone actually cares, like how much Arthur was losing that he was replenishing. Like, I'm thinking it's that's probably like, he's probably not getting like, if, if Molly's saying he's still like a little peaky, he's probably not getting as much as he's losing, but like enough that he's not sustaining like worse injuries for not having enough blood. Bit um, peaky. So we kind of like, switches topics ish and so he's talking about like there's the two other patients in the room um and it's like a man and a woman and he talks about how like the man um unfortunately was just bitten by a werewolf and so he mentions like there is no cure for that but like they i think already know that so it's really like just a reminder kind of for like the reader um and i said like molly shows her prejudice here by being alarmed that there's um, someone who was just bitten and asking, like, is it safe for that man to be, like, in a public ward? Um, and Arthur kind of kindly reminds her that the, I almost said the werewolf, the full moon is in two weeks. And he tells her, like, how, uh, well, not just her, but telling them, like, you know, uh, that's a lot to hear. You know what I mean? Because now the rest of his life is going to be affected from him getting bit um, and everything is going to change. Um, and how like the healers had been talking to this man for like hours, I'm guessing about how really like he'll still like there, it's not all over. Like there's still some hope that like he can lead someone of a normal life. And even Arthur was telling him, um, that like he, he's like, I know a werewolf and he like wouldn't give specifics, obviously who, um, is like a really nice guy and like leads a pretty normal life, you know? Mm -hmm. He's Um, also hot. Oh, Tonks would agree. <laughs> Coming out of nowhere. Um, okay. so I just wanted to talk like a little bit because like we've talked about this at length with the the prejudiceness and the discrimination with werewolves. Yes. Um, and I believe um, JKR was correlating this to the, to people that had like HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. um, because like the second you get that diagnosis, like even in like hospitals, like they literally did not want, like they wouldn't treat patients. And like the stories of you hear, you hear of, um, it it first happening, like you'd hear patients just being like, literally like they would leave the tray, like the hospital tray, like outside the room. Like, and a lot of times like patients couldn't even get up on their own. So they were also being starved because people were afraid to just go in their rooms because they didn't know how it was like transmitted and everything. (sighs) And there's still, you know, issues, too, with discrimination and all of that stuff against it as well. So according to the wiki, this is just like a little blurb. And it says werewolves were generally regarded with fear and disgust by wizarding society. People seem to think that even when in human form, the werewolf may pose a danger. It is not uncommon for people known to be werewolves to be shunned by society and discriminated against within the wizarding world. 
Um, and I'm sure we've talked about it. I'm sure we're all going to continue to talk about it um, because it goes on to say, like, it's very difficult for a werewolf to get a job in the wizarding community, especially after the passing of a restrictive anti-werewolf legislation by the very prejudice. And we've talked at length about how prejudice and hateful Dolores Umbridge is. And she Ooh. had that passed in the nineties. You Dolores. Um, and really like how with, with everything that happened with, um, Oh, uh, Lupin, like he didn't get fired, but like he left because he didn't, he was going to be forced out and he yeah. knew it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Dumbledore would have never forced him out, but well, parents would have like upset. Yeah. He he already did not like himself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's why he left. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, with, with Umbridge, she considers them to be called half breeds. Um, And like, if you think about someone like Lupin, he was bit when he was a kid. And so majority of his life is him as a werewolf. And he, He's the one that we know the most, you know, because um, we he, he, this is the facts. So like for him, he never until he got to Hogwarts really like had a super stable job and like a place to live. And part of that, too, was like he didn't want society's views on him to affect like, you know, he didn't come around his dad. Like and obviously most of his friends were either dead or in prison. Um, and then you see later on, like how he still feels about his werewolfiness when he starts dating um, and ending up marrying and then having a baby with tongs. Like that's a whole huge part of their relationship is really like how, how the society views him, like affects him deeply. You know, I mean, literally at grandma place in seven, he puts his head in his hands and he looks crazed. Yeah. And he freaks out about what his unborn child will be like. And it breaks my heart yeah because like yeah. He, and then harry like really gives it to it's one of those way. things where like you know like he's however old right he's in his late 30s, 30s at this yeah. time right mm-hmm. so he's had 30 some years of dealing with this and he if like he's thinking like god forbid if my like kid turns out to be like me i don't want them to have to go through what i went through um it just sucks it's almost like he's too yeah. yeah, and it's almost like he feels like he's unworthy of happiness. Correct. And I hate that yep. so much. Correct. But that's because not I mean there there are other issues, but like a big part of it is like society is telling him he's unworthy. You know what I mean? Like oh, you're yeah, disgusting, they're, you're they're horrible. Why validating blah, 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 blah. that yes. for him, which yeah. is um horrendous. But. And then just a fun fact that um so this is what, like a couple of days before Christmas mm. and the next full moon, um, which would be in January tw- 1996, was in fact about two weeks later, which was January 5th, 1996. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're like welcome. a lot. Um, <laughs> and then he saw, talks about the woman in the other bed. And he says that like she won't tell the healers what she was bit by. There's a huge chunk of her leg missing. <clears throat> And he's like, she's probably doing something illegal because she doesn't want to tell him. But like they can't heal her without knowing what bit her or at least like tell us. And then we'll be able to be able to do something like to help you more, maybe if we know what we're dealing with. Um, And so, like he said, they took whatever it was, bit her, took a chunk out of her leg. And like every time they went to change the bandage or like take the bandage off, like a horrible smell like could be smelled, Mm. which smell let me tell you smell. it's awful 
Can you smell it? Um, Reminds me of um, Ron when he got bit by Norberta. Mm, he mm-hmm. wouldn't tell Madame Pomfrey what bit him. Yeah. What did he say? A dog? <laughs> I think a so. dog. Yeah. So. Um, and then, so Fred, good old Fred, he diverts the conversation then, asking if his, asking his dad if he's going to tell them what happened. And Arthur's like, uh, you already know. Like, why are you asking me? And then he's like, you know, I had a long day and I just, you know, took a little schnooze and then a snake snuck up and bit me. Um, and then he's like, of course, like, it's one of them was like, oh, did the prophet report it? Of course they didn't, because the ministry wouldn't want the public to know about a giant serpent there. And then Molly, like, while like cause the kids are asking, really, mostly Fred's asking. Um, and then Arthur being Arthur, like, not that he's clueless, but like he's just talking to his kids. Um, and she's like, like, Arthur, like, come on, like, you got to stop because she's like, you don't want to say too much in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um because they were like, well, like, why were you there? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, of course, like, it's his business where he was and his kids don't need to know and all that fun stuff. Because, like, they want to know. They want to know. I want to know why you were at the ministry. I want to know how that sneaky snuck up on you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, hey, you're welcome for the sounds of Tiffany. <laughs> So I'm going to read from the chapter if I can read, see my book. Um, and he t- is talking to them because like George is like, well, where were you? And he's like, dude, that's my business. Stop asking your questions. That's a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> so he like, um, well, he, this is what he says. He goes, that's my business, said Mr. Weasley, though a small, though with a small smile. He snatched up the daily profit, shook it open again. That's such a dad thing. I could mm. just see all dads and I could hear the sound see of your dad. Yes. Particularly. And said, I was just reading about Willie, <laughs> Willie Wittershins. Wittershins. Hold on. Different that's Willie. not, is that how you Wittershins? I feel like that's an improper grammar thing. Why? Because it's Wittershins apostrophe S. Is that correct? Arrest. That's his arrest. Yeah, but there's two S's. So it ends with an S. Apostrophe S. I don't know. You're a teacher? Ask Carrie. If his actual last name is Wittershins, then technically an apostrophe S at the end would be correct. I think. Wittershins. I think. Anyways, I don't know. He's a wizard. The wizard Willie Wittershins. Say that 10 times fast. Thank you. Wittershins, Wittershins, Wittershins. His arrest when you arrived. You know, Willie turned out to be behind those regurgitating toilets last summer. One of his jinxes backfired. The toilet exploded and they found him lying unconscious in the wreckage covered from head to foot. In, And then Fred interrupts him in a low voice. It's like, when you. Fecal matter. When you say you were on duty, what were you doing? God, it's so good. I'm sorry I'm such a 12-year-old, but it's funny because he is talking Poop. about toilets. <laughs> it's funny. Toilets are funny. So duty. <laughs> if you're still here, you're in the right place. And then Molly is like, dude, like we're not having this conversation. Let's talk more about Willie Wittershins. Willie. And then he basically was like, okay, I don't know how, but he was able to get off um, on the toilet charges. Like he was able to clear his name. And he's like, I could only suppose gold changed hands. 
Well, wouldn't you know it? So anyways, we know this Willie dude was doing the toilet thing. <laughs> and now he's been arrested for selling muggles, biting doorknobs. So like Arthur's reading about this and he's like, sure that there's no way this time like he'll be able to get out of trouble um and because this time two muggles had fingers lost from these doorknobs so they needed to give them like they're now in saint mungo's (laughs) the miladies hospital (laughs) (laughs) and they need to they had to give them like bone regrowth and memory modification um and so i want to talk a little bit more about okay willie Wittershins. so you were like you didn't know like let's let's time turn her back and <laughs> they're all at the hog's head meeting time. for the first time with <laughs> the Dumbledore's army. Right. And Dumbledore. they are describing the people. Well, they being Harry's like looking at the people that are in this place. And one of them like had his whole head wrapped. Yep. Well, it turned out guys, it was, that's Willie Wittershins. It was Willie Wittershins. That's the wizard Willie Wittershins. Hello, well, everybody. Willie. My name is Willie Wittershins, and I'm here to uh, listen in on your private meeting. <laughs> My name is Willie, and I'm here to say you're all gonna get silly when we're having a party. I don't know. What? I lost it. <laughs> um, so we know he's a British wizard, because he's the wizard Willie Wittershins, who oh repeatedly, he's like the new, he could be the new, uh, you're the new the me. bad version of Eric Munch is Willie Wittershins. So he was arrested Ooh. by the Ministry of Magic for enchanting a series of the toilet, like regurgitating. Reg, whoa, regurgitating. No, are you okay? Regurgitating, <laughs> regurgitating toilets, and then he made a deal with the Ministry <clears throat> Umbridge that if he spied on Harry Potter and his friends, they would let him go. <clears throat> Umbridge and then he carried out his assignment and the ministry kept to their end of the bargain and released him he was later caught selling biting doorknobs and was subsequently given a prison sentence that he could not avoid um and this I don't know where they're getting all of this information from but it says Willie Wittersons eventually discovered he was a wizard and he procured a wand so the wizard Willie Wittersons has a wand <laughs> what <laughs> Why did they even write that? I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shocking. That's um, literally the first sentence in his biography. Literally, we do find out later on that like so he made a deal with um Umbridge and Fudge so he would he spied on them. He was there while they did their meeting thing and that's how Umbridge found out um and all of that stuff and that's how he was able to avoid prosecution and i think they do things like that where like you know if you snitch you can get less time not always but sometimes <laughs> oh they definitely do that um yeah give you a plea deal if you snitch and so my first question about these whole muggles in the Miladies um hospital right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they talk about bone regrowth is how they say it but like is it specifically like Skelligro, but they the internet doesn't specify. So would you assume? Yeah, or I is would. there some kind of new thing? Because when I googled um, bone regrowth in Harry Potter, it all he ta- it only talks about him, um, like with his broken arm, and then they're trying to fix it, and then his whole all the bones in his arms go away. Remember that I conversation? They were missing a bone. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would assume that they just mean Skelligrow because like Harry did have to stay in the hospital wing for that. So I would assume it would be the same thing if you weren't at school. 
one yeah. I two like I I was thinking I'm like I wonder if the author just was like forgot about Skelligro like is this a plot hole that she just forgot that that's a thing that she named what three books ago <laughs> I need a Skelligro jingle yeah honestly like why not Skelligro Skelligro you're we growing some bones <laughs> maybe yeah. she dumbed it down bones. assuming people we wouldn't remember bones. we got oh. to do some bone growing she I don't know. know. Although this is terrible. <laughs> I <laughs> like your tunes. They're going to grow, grow, grow. We got to grow some bones, bones, bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Some bones are connected to some other bones. <laughs> <laughs> when you lose, you know, eat some let's, let's give these grow. muggles a hand because <laughs> they actually really need them. <laughs> Scale grow. Skelly grow, grow your bones in a super painful way. Watch out. You'll get your bones back. And so then they talked about memory modification, but we've learned about obliviate. So like, is this a form of obliviate or were they using like a neutralizer from men in black, which is an electrobiomechanical <laughs> neutral transmitter, zero synapse re- repositioner, um, which is just commonly referred to as a neuralizer, and it's a top secret device used by the men in black, men and women, well, people in black. What, it's not top secret anymore. I almost said humans in black, but they're also aliens. Tur- um, and so it has the ability to wipe the mind of anyone who sees the flash. And then once people are neutralized, they seem to enter a trance, freeze, and they uh, their eyes lose focus. And then you could like you know give them a little spiel of, hey. Your hand's going to feel a little funny, like pins and needles. You just slapped on it funny. There were no biting doorknobs. <laughs> sure. But, like, I wonder, like, who was around. So, like, what if, like, there was a whole family of people? Did they all have to get neutralized? Probably. Neutralized? Obliviated? Do you... But that's... Okay, so here's my question. Do you think it was a form of obliviate? Yes. yes Megan. Um, yes, but I was just going to ask if anybody's been neutralized at the Men in Black ride. At Universal, because I have been. I don't remember I, if I did or not. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I Nobody did. Nobody would remember. I don't know if I've ever been on it. <sighs> so who's to say? I don't remember anything about it, though, actually. Yeah, I guess so. we have to go on it again. Yeah. That's because you were neutralized um, or whatever you I said. Neuralized. I neural, like to think. Neuralized. Maybe it's not quite obliviate, because if it's like memory modification, maybe obliviate just like makes you forget however long your spell does, but maybe memory modification is like, I'm going to replace this memory with this. Mm-hmm, it's like more mm-hmm. complex, maybe. But Say I think that that still is memory. Obliviate. Because yeah. Yeah. Hermione like, uses Obliviate to change but the memory of the guys in the coffee shop. I don't think that she uses it in the book, does she? I think for the guys in the guys in the... She just uses Oblivion because she doesn't like Hermione uses Oblivion. That's what I'm saying. But like, I know in the movies with her parents, she says Oblivion, but I don't think she actually uses it slash says that in the book. No, I think I don't know because she creates a whole history for them. That's what I'm saying. So I wonder if whatever she said uses on her parents, not movie Hermione, book Hermione. Are we talking? that is like more on the lines of like mem- to me this was, is what they mean with memory modification like maybe not obliviate maybe a different form of it where you can modify the memory what are you um are you referring to muggles what yes, are you re- oh well i'm that's what i'm well what i'm saying is that's what i think they did to the, to the muggles what book hermione did to her parents because she does not correct say 
obliviate in the book. Uh, in the no, movie, well, I believe no, she does. Um, they, sh- they don't. She only talks about what she did. She, they don't actually. There's like, no they scene don't say with her. Is. Yeah. Um, but but here I always viewed it. I always viewed obliviate as like obliviate and whatever. Like your memory, if especially like you have to be good at it. Um, so like you're gonna erase part of your memory completely not modify it that's how i viewed it but i don't know if that is true well if i'm thinking about the wizarding world and how a lot of them do treat muggles i think maybe sometimes it would depend on the aura because sometimes i feel like or whoever's modifying well, let's talk memories about this specific this specific situation with these muggles being there it literally said memory modification i agree with you saying like if they don't care they're just gonna obliviate. they're just gonna obliviate them yeah uh, but I'm yeah, asking, like, sure. do you think there's a difference memory between memory modification, modification and obliviate? More careful. Yeah. No, I think there's a difference. Okay. That's basically what I'm asking. <laughs> I think it's related. See, I kind of yeah, feel like obliviate but... is memory modification, and there's different levels of severity with it. Like, either you're erasing or you're modifying, but I think it's all called obliviation. Well, so I Googled obliviate, and on the wiki, and it talks about memory charms, and it says... The memory charm, which is Obliviate, also known as the forgetfulness charm, was a charm that could be used to erase specific memories from an individual's mind. It is was different from the charm that creates false memories. Um, hmm. And that's according to a web chat with um, JKR. So I'm going to click oh, on Caitlin. that and we'll see what... So Marchismo is asking about a Confundus charm. So Confundus mm. charm just um, conf- confuses and misdirects the target. Um I feel like confundus so, would be easy to override. So like if the, I don't know. So like that could be more easily undone as opposed to like a memory modification. You know what I mean? I would think. Caitlin so I clicked. Chat, oh, go ahead. Uh, said that Hermione says she modified her parents' memories, but in the cafe, she says it's the first time she uses Obliviate. So I, don't know if so that, I think they're maybe they're different. And then so I clicked on on the wiki. I clicked oh. on the false memory charm, and that says it's the incantation is unknown. It's also known as the memory modification charm, oh. and it's saying cit- citation needed. So I don't know how cited this is. You know what I mean? It says it was a charm that could be used by a witch or wizard in order to add a memory to their victim's mind without the victim realizing it was not originally theirs. It differs from the memory charm in that the later erases memories while this one adds them, albeit wholly artificial ones. Um, and I guess, again, this is from that same web chat with um, JKR. So there you go. Thanks, dude. You're I like welcome. to think they're in the same charm family. I would agree. Um, I would agree. Cause it goes on to say like Tom Riddle might have used this. Okay. So t- it says Tom Riddle cast this charm twice first in 1943 upon his uncle Morphin Gaunt. Then later on, uh, on the house elf hokey. Um, I wonder if he does the pokey. Both instances it's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> were used to hide his crimes and make the victims believe they were responsible. Later that same year, Tom Riddle may have used the spell to make Harry Potter believe his godfather's serious black was being tortured by him in the Department of Mysteries. Um, Department. Interesting. Um, yeah, because this is going on to say, like, it's possible that Voldemort simply created an image in Harry's mind through his tight Occlumens connection with Harry. Oh, look what it says. Due to the Horcrux connection. Horcrux connection. Um, 
It was and then so it doesn't say anything about these muggles, but maybe it's just such an inconvenient, not like an inconvenient, such a small part in a chapter that they just like didn't I read have, enough. I have another merch idea. The, um, the Horcrux connection. And then it says this is possible that Instead Professor Horcrux is that. <laughs> 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 Professor Horace Slughorn used it in the next school year to hide his memory of Voldemort and ask him about Horcruxes. Um, and then we also know, like, Hermione used this in 1997 to make her parents believe that they were named Wendell and Monica Wilkins. I wonder if they were um, friends with Willie Wil- Wendell Wendell Wilkins. And Willie Wen- Wendell, Wendell Wilson. Wilkins was friends with Willie Wittershins. Willie Wittershins. Who was a wizard with a wand. <laughs> Willie Wittershins was a wizard with a wand. wand. Mm-hmm. Willie Wonka. Willie Wonka. Boom. Anyways, that's my long rambling thoughts about those spells. Yeah. Um, Goodness. And so Fred, then he really will not let this whole thing like down. Like he's like, no, we're going to talk about this. And he's like, uh, Harry, like I got an interesting question to ask you. Can you please confirm that Voldemort has like a big snake, right? Like a massive giant snake. You saw it the night he returned. And then Molly's like, enough. We're not discussing this. Uh, <laughs> and no. so she tells him, well, not just him, they all, all of the children need to go and wait in the hall because Mad Eye and Tonks would also like to visit Arthur. Oh, would they, Molly? Would they? Whoa. Not to say they wouldn't. I think they just need to talk about business. business. So then in the hall, they're out there, all the Weasley kids, except sure. for like three of them. Sure. Um, are out there, right? Yeah. And Harry's out there too. Paint me a picture. Uh, wow. Okay. So Pay there's five kids, right? Right? Fred, George. No, there's six. No, there's five. Ron, Hurt, Jenny, <laughs> Harry. Journey. And then all of a sudden, Fred George, they have these flesh-colored strings. Cool. They're wriggled. This is quoting from the book. Wriggle. They're wriggled like long, skinny worms. Then they Ew. snaked under the door. For Ew. a few seconds, Harry could hear nothing. Then he heard Tonks whispering as clearly as though she were standing right beside him. What do you think they're using? What do you think they uh, got? Extendable ears. So they're pulling out the extendable ears. And they have um, enough little ears for all of them. So they're going to eavesdrop. Yeah, they are. Um, And so, Wikia, I know we've talked about these before. I don't like that picture. I don't like that picture. I know. I didn't realize, like, in my mind, I guess because, like, they were actual ears. Yeah, and they just put it up to the ear, but they're putting it in their ear. Don't put things in your ears. You shouldn't is what people tell me. It's what the <laughs> But I'm also someone say. that sometimes sleeps with gum in my mouth, so don't quote me on things I, to do or not do. I can't with you on um, that. Extendable ears were created by Fred and George Weasley. They are long, flesh-colored pieces of string, which one can insert into one's ear, then shove the other under um, other end under, for example, a door, and one will hear the conversation or other noise as clear as if it were mere foot away. I think Genius. that would oh, unless the door is imperturbed. But you know what I think would be an improvement um, because flesh colored. First of all, a lot of people have different colored flesh, which is a horrible way to say that. But also, it'd probably be like really smart to like have it a color and then like the second you use it, it goes Change invisible. It. Yeah. Yes, oh, camouflage. Cool. Yeah, camouflage. Yeah. yeah. Like a chameleon. Like um, and so if you don't know what imperturbable charm is, it was a charm that was created invisible magical barrier around an object such as a door. Um, it also muffles sounds. Muffle. Um, 
And so, you know, they were sometime invented prior to Harry's arrival at number 12, grim old place in 1995. And then, you know, Molly Weasley doesn't care for them, which I mean, I get because like, you know, they're trying to do like some secret stuff. And if these if these were other people and they had these, you know, it's not not good. If these also fell into the wrong hands, they'd Preach. be an earful. Preach. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Aww. You're welcome. <laughs> so basically, they're having the conversation, and we're able to find out that um, no, whomever was looking, and I'm assuming it was the order, but I don't really know. Maybe it was also Aurors, which I, for some reason, find difficult to say as well. They weren't able to find that the like the giant snake anywhere, and like maybe it probably vanished after it attacked Arthur. Um, and they think that Voldemort had sent the snake as a lookout because really, so far he hadn't had any luck getting a look at what he's facing. Like he's trying to see quote what we know as the weapon. Um, how'd she get out so fast? I think Voldemort. He wasn't there. I know, but like he's connected to her. Like weren't they saying she possessed her? Yeah, but she's physically there. He's not. I think it could be like Akio Nagini. Give me my Horcrux. I want my Horcrux. I don't know. I just wonder what kind of magic is around the ministry. Voldemort magic. (laughs) Not around the ministry. Well, I mean, it is, actually. Talk less. <laughs> Smile more. <laughs> um, I, I just had always assumed that, like, he had played, like, he had placed her there, kind of like, um... She, like, going through maybe, flu maybe, networks, maybe flipping her stuff with her tail and being like... No, I just maybe out. assumed, like, an app, app, like, kind of, like, apparating, where, like, maybe... I think sometimes, and Voldemort is a big person, like a person that does this a lot, where like they don't think about small details and the wizarding world sometimes could be like this. So like they aren't thinking like they have anti-apparition wards against wizards and witches. But and, not like, snaky snakes? Yeah, not animals. Because they're thinking like mm-hmm. they can't do that kind of thing. I don't okay, know. Okay. Or maybe got a house off to like snap her in and or snap her out. Key. Or port key. Placed by a death eater. Yeah. Touch it with your tail. Or like, how do you hang on to it though? Wrap it around, eat it. Yeah, they can hang on. Eat it. Yeah, eat it. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> Open eat it. up your mouth and feed it. Um, have some more <laughs> turkey. Have some more pie. <laughs> so they basically say like, had Arthur not been where he was, the snake probably would have been able to get like a good look around more so than like they'd been able to see. And Voldemort would really have more information now about. Literally, like, I think it's one of those, like, kind of scoping out the area and, like, seeing where things are so we can, like, get in there and do what he needs to get done. Except he wouldn't go because he sends other people. Um, And so then Moody kind of is, like, asking for confirmation that, like, Harry saw it all happen and Molly confirms it. And she also says, like, when she had been talking to Dumbledore earlier that day, like, it seemed like Dumbledore had been waiting for Harry to see something like that. And we've also discussed this where, like, you know, he, he being Dumbledore was like 99% sure of all of the things. And like, this was like the last a hundred percent like seal cemented proof that he and Voldemort, he being Harry are connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's a big reason why like he has not talked to Harry. He's not looking him in the eye because he's afraid more so like of that connection. And, um, the connection and even like maybe Voldemort has the power to possess people 
and he they don't want that to happen because they got secrets that they don't want him to know. Okay, and someday we'll find secret, it. Secrets the are no Horcrux fun. connection, the Harry, <laughs> the Voldy, and me. <laughs> Two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Um, then Moody goes on to say, he's like, yeah, there's, you know, some kind of odd about that, that Potter kid is how we call them Potter kid. Um, and it almost is like one of those moments where like, I forget that we don't really know Moody. We only know fake Moody. So like Harry's hearing this and he's probably thinking like in his head, he knows him, but he actually doesn't really know him. Like he doesn't know know him. You know, (laughs) he doesn't know that we know that, you know, that we know, you know, yeah. Um, and you know, Molly goes on to say, like, Dumbledore seemed to be really worried about Harry um, when she talked to him. And then this is quoting from the book. This is, of course, he's worried, growled Moody. The boy's seeing things from inside. You know who's snake. Obviously, Potter doesn't realize what that means. But if you know who's possessing him, Harry pulled the extendable ear out of his own, his heart hammering very fast and heat rushing up his face. He looked around at the others. They were all staring at him, the strings still trailing from their ears, looking suddenly ter- fearful. I almost said terrified. Fearful. But I also fearful. wonder, like, what else are they listening to? Like, what else did Moody say? You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, they're also, it's, Probably it's fearful, not much it's fearful to be in that situation. It's fearful to hear that and then, like, look at your friend being, like, you're connected to Voldemort. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a... I mean, we get into it uh, right off the bat in our next episode, so... Yeah. It's, um... Yeah. Let, we'll talk about it next time. Lightning mm-hmm. bolt round. Lightning bolt round. Did everybody hear my rainbow connection song? But that I turned into the Horcrux connection song. My guess, yes, because I just I thought that was genius, and yeah. Oh man, they never heard it. I just feel bad for uh, poor old Arthur. And someday we'll find it: the Horcrux connection, the Potter, the Voldy, and me. <laughs> I want Kermit Many. to actually sing that No I can't do a Kermit voice <laughs> <laughs> I tried I tried so hard I got skies of green no. Nice blues Skies of blue Shh. Red roses too She is asleep She can't hear me And okay Ask me a question Okay. I'll give you some answers. Um, <laughs> let's see. If I'm sorry, one second. It's hard. I'm trying to find where the division starts from. They look like they were repeated. Time. Yeah, some of them were. Yeah. Okay. Um, Isaiah asks, how much do you think Sirius actually believes his own words to Harry that if it were important, Dumbledore would have told him, given how Dumbledore leaves Sirius alone in the house and never really tries to clear Sirius's name? I don't think he believes it one bit. See, I disagree because I think that like if Sirius didn't trust Dumbledore, he would have left. I think he trusts him, but I also think he knows how Dumbledore is and it's not something. I think that him telling like Fred and George, like, you know, he knows how no pun intended, serious, this is. So, like, if he has to be stuck in a house, you know what I mean? Um, Which sucks, but, like, how... 
I think he I think he realizes like there's really no way until they get fudge out and there's bigger things to worry about than him getting his name cleared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of am with Sarah. I I, I think that he I think Sirius does put his full faith in Dumbledore because um I think that if Sirius or I think that if if Sirius thinks that if Dumbledore knew something that was this affecting to Harry that he would keep Sirius in the loop. I think he believes that. But I I mean, obviously, we know that that's not the case because of how Dumbledore is. But like in this moment, I think that Sirius thinks he's as in the loop as he mm-hmm. can be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I or if anything, that. like he wants to believe it. Yeah. Maybe it's more of that. But plus he might be thinking like, hey, I worked at Dumbledore last time this was all happening. Like right. we're, we're tight. We wouldn't keep yeah. things from I'm each OG. other. <laughs> I'm like the original OG Dumbledore's order. army. Order of the Phoenix. Um, Kendra asks, what's your best wizards dressing as muggles look? Ooh, pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a nightgown. (laughs) What are you, what are you wearing? Is that a nightgown? It's a nightshirt, David. And that's not the issue. (laughs) Wind pants. (laughs) Ballet flats. And a button down. Pants and I, would, I would totally go for like a full on windbreaker outfit, like the jacket, the pants. I want a velour track. Everything. I guess. <laughs> I want juicy burn on my butt. Swim trunks, leg warmers, a mesh tank top. Oh my god. Um, and a fishing hat. Did you say mesh? <laughs> yes. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so into that. And cracks. <laughs> Crocs. Crocs. <laughs> uh, um, hey, Crocs on kids are fantastic, by the way. I, Crocs are super comfortable. Crocs they make me f- fall flat on my face every time I would wear Not them. Not good for the rain. Day. Not yeah. good for the rain. What, Crocs? Yeah. yeah. Very slippery. You'd think <laughs> being called I, Crocs, I, they'd be good <laughs> in the rain. Right? They're not. I think that I... confused um, with alligators? <laughs> only ever wore like croc flip flops. I don't think I ever owned a pair of crocs. I can't croc remember if I'm being honest. Flops? Meg had croc boots. Croc winter boots. Which no. were very comfortable. That's but let me tell is you. It? Oh, oh they were a thing. And they do not do well in wet conditions. Oh, Again, no. I fell on my butt. <laughs> multiple, <laughs> multiple times. Well, they're in like those slip shoes. Rump, slick rubber. Exactly. Yeah, it was All bad. Right. Don't do that. Um, next question comes from Sam. Is Harry astral projecting out of body experience as he is seeing the present? Uh, oh, if you're talking about like him envisioning this, no. Like envisioning this. To have an out of body, do you have to be in a body? <laughs> 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 I'm so tired. <laughs> Do you remember when I cried in Salem because I was so cold? In the yeah. pizza shop? <laughs> that just video. reminded me of I was cold and tired and wet. <laughs> so wet. Dude. Uh, Soaked to your underwear, I know, man. Gosh. I don't think so, but I don't have a I reason wanna... why. <laughs> I don't think so either. 
Hey, sometimes that's all we got, you know. is a term used in esotericism to describe an intentional out-of-body experience that assumes the existence of a soul. Well, Harry doesn't have a soul. I don't he has two. He has two. <laughs> this is true. He does. Well, have he two. doesn't really have two. He's got like two one and a quarter. And a seventh. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about spaghetti. Sauce. It would be one and one seventh, is what you mean. He's like got yeah, one and like a fourth cup of vodka sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Are there peppers and onions in the sauce? Just sure. peppers and opinions. Oh, garlic. Oh, that's a good design. <laughs> garlic. <laughs> garlic. Um, <laughs> Keisha asks, have you ever had an experience with someone or yourself that experienced some supernatural senses like in touch with the dead psychic seer, etc.? Yeah. Yeah. In Gettysburg. Like you had somebody like, oh, no, do a psychic reading. No. Or you like, felt oh, things? oh well, no, I, I felt for sure. Um, and also in me. my own home. Yeah, that's, that's a, you should do that on Felix file or if you want what? talk about your experiences. I don't have that many because I, um, I mean, I'll, I'll just say this. I've been woken up like in my own room by someone like calling my name, like thinking it was my mom and no one was there. Um, and I know that other people in my house have heard, like nothing ever bad, um, yeah. but I scare easily. So it's like, okay, I'm not here to harm you. Like, I, I'm not here to bother you. Like, I just don't want you to bother me. Um, and it stopped. One thing that happens to me, me all the time and actually had just happened twice this week where I smell my grandma's perfume. That happens Dude, to my sister a lot. Constantly. I've, I've experienced um, something like that. But before, I, yeah. I have things where like, um, I kind of like believe in signs and even my mom does. So, uh, my mom had to have surgery. Was it in May no. or June? It was in the summer at some point. Um, and she, um, her, she has, well, she now has two sisters that have passed away, but, um, she had a sister, Lisa, that passed away like 20 some years ago. And like whenever she's like having a bad day, like weird, not weird, weird things will happen. But like sometimes like a picture of her grandparents will pop up or like she'll be out to lunch and like the waiter waitress's name would be Lisa, which is her sister's name. Um, and so like I think I forget what happened like in the pre-op area, but like in her post-op, um, the nurses that were taking care of her, one was Brian and one was Patrick, which are my two uncle's names, like her brother's names. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like weird stuff like that or like the one day i found my aunt's funeral card like lying nowhere where it would be my mom keeps it in her purse um and her purse is not in the same room so it was like okay she's like what do you want like yeah you're i'm thinking about you you must like want to be like acknowledged kind of thing so if that's i don't know that stuff like happens to me all the time you know yeah yeah shortly after uh, so i was really close with my grandparents and shortly after um, both of them passed away. I, I had like a really vivid dream about both of them that like one, it felt super real. And two, it was like they were telling me that they were OK and everything mm-hmm. was fine. It just like, I don't know. I've had those kind of experiences. Yeah. Same here. Like when um, I had an aunt that passed away uh, like two months ago, actually. And I had dreams like my grandma was in my dreams and my aunt, my other aunt Lisa that had passed away. Um just weird, man. Because, you know, it's just like dreams that like makes me think like looking back, like, OK, like, hey, like your family's here for you. Everything's going to be OK. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That, that happens a lot where I have weird, weird dreams is what I call them. <laughs> um, Marchismo asks, do you think wizards can cure cancer, et cetera, but don't share it with muggles? I've thought of that often. 
There's um, one that Hagrid says that makes me believe that that's true. Isn't it Hagrid? He says something like, oh, well, if they would be running to them for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably. Or yes. I wonder if they, uh, they would like, um, like, you know, in those shows where like they found out like magic exists or like something exists and then they drain it for all it's worth so they could like, cause yeah. really like, right. Uh, yeah. Humans do not have a great track record. You know what I mean? With things like that, where mm-hmm. they're going to nope. take all of the oil they can and then the earth is dry of oil or they can do all, you know, until, okay, well, that, all that's the resources. bad for the earth. Yeah. Drain yeah. Them. yeah. yeah. Non-renewable. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's what they would do with muggles or, um, like witches With and witches if they had yeah, that yeah. power, you know. Kate. But it wouldn't put it past them. I, I, I don't know. Kate, I like to before, think that yeah. they would help. It makes me think of Black Panther, where like Wakanda has all this advanced yeah. technology and medicine, and, um, and they, they don't themselves. share it. But then they end up deciding to share it. Yeah. Like if oh. it, if I was in that situation and I was like a wizard, like I would heal help everybody work around for, you. Like a cancer <sighs> research kind of thing, and like help along the ways of the miracles. Let's let's get happen. them some way to because God, cancer sucks, man. Indeed it does. It really does, Megan. I kind of always was under the impression that like, um, most sicknesses and stuff that like muggles go through or like get like doesn't bother the wizarding community because of magic. Yeah. So like. I, I also kind of think like their DNA might be different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, potentially it might just not affect them because the the way their genes are and their genetics and which is the same thing. But you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. scientifically yeah. speaking, I, I, I just always assumed that like cancer or, um, you know, tumors or um, I, I don't know, just like things like that, that like can can affect muggles like. I would think mm-hmm. wizards and witches can can cure them in an instant. And mm-hmm. that's not really that ever the issue of how they would die. They would die from something that magically affects them, such as dragon pox or spattergoy, like all those things yeah. that we were talking about with healers. Like those are the types of things that kill witches and wizards in terms of like health issues as opposed to like muggle health issues. Yeah. What Sarah said about how like she would be helping muggles didn't, um, the guy who's related to the Potters, who invented the sleek, easy hair potion as well, I think he did do that. He, w- he was kind of like the crazy man of wherever he lived, but he would always like help cure muggles of yeah. small yeah. things. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I I, I would him. not be mm-hmm. able to help. Like I would, I would, I would have to help. Yeah, it's just not in my nature to not. Yeah. All right. Um, Tiffany's like stop like talking. S- <laughs> I like this one. Kara asks, what non-life-threatening malady would you love to be able to use magic to cure? Non-life-threatening malady? Joint pain, honestly. <gasps> Sore yeah. muscles paper or cuts? paper cuts. Oh. See, paper cuts, yes. I need kind of nicks on my hand because, I mean, even before COVID, obviously, um, I work on a hospital and my hands get sanitized, I swear, every second. Um, right. And, dude, that hurts. Yeah, no. Yep. That hurts. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's what I would say. Mm. I get Anxiety, joint pain from time to time, like mental yeah. things for yeah. sure. Honest to be. God, Meg whispered to me eczema, and that's so true. Oh well, yeah, just because like 
I'm I over mean, it. <laughs> it's just it's so mm. like it sucks anytime like you know we see somebody who like doesn't know that you have eczema and they're just like oh my gosh why are your hands so red is that contagious it's like ugh, it's eczema yeah. like Ugh. like it just like i feel bad that like you have to explain it every single time yeah it's like, my goddaughter has contagious. bad eczema the poor thing she's also found out she's allergic to a bunch of stuff so her skin's slowly getting better but oh my gosh i just feel bad for her she'll itch like crazy and she like won't fall asleep because she's so itchy oh sad yeah <laughs> Um, Isaiah says, do you think that the blood replenishing potion is magical? Oh, blood. I liked that. <laughs> I like yeah. that. It's yeah, for all good. types. That's yeah. awesome. Um, well, o negative, if, I believe, is the one that's a universal donor. Oh, really? Yes. I have never, I need to give blood. I've never done it. And, um, well, I a, too have never done it. It's obviously a good cause. It makes me nervous, too. And I don't really, I'm not really even sure why but it does um but i want to know what my blood type is on top of just like doing a good thing but i i don't know what my blood type is i found I think out i'm whatever my, my surgery, dad is I forgot. my mom yeah. is o negative that's awesome um and then yeah if i find out that i'm o negative then i could like do it as often as i can because it would help a lot of people um Barb asks, if you could obliviate someone to avoid an icky confrontation, would you? Oh, God, I'd be I so tempted. That, um, I mean, it would be tempting, but, like, that's just morally wrong. I agree. I don't think <laughs> I, I would. I just would live with the, sh- not the, sh- I wouldn't say shame, but I would live with, like, the. <gasps> just sometimes yeah, you just the gotta anxiety. Bite, bite it and just talk about it. Confront oh, yeah. There are times, though, because I, like, talk too much. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Talk less. <laughs> smile more um so Pesha did a poll while we were doing it she said what do our hosts think which host has the catchiest laugh mm-hmm. i think tiffany does personally oh gosh That's i don't tough. know i'm gonna say i myself. never laugh so because yes you do <laughs> i like sarah's when she can't breathe <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. best though is and i do this frequently where i can't breathe and then i start crying because i literally cannot breathe and my eyes are like whoa <laughs> i once read that the me. more you laugh the longer you live oh we are gonna and be living I, <laughs> this is at my great uncle's like memorial service i was telling my cousin this this is years and years ago we were crying we were laughing so hard and her dad's like y'all are never gonna die like that's literally even <laughs> to this day all we do to, together is laugh which is the best medicine, they say. Ooh, Ooh I won that poll. Winner, winner. No, I don't want a chicken dinner. I want a dessert. Come on, um, my bed. A little last cookie. question comes from Mia. Would a memory modification be classified as a charm and memory wiping be a curse? I liked that. Ooh. Because isn't it based on, like, the... Not severity, but like wiping someone's memory is much more intrusive than I mean, they're both intrusive, I guess. But I would say like completely wiping it like like basically thinking like what Lockhart attempted to do to people is a curse as opposed to like what Hermione did to the Death Eaters, which was like, I'm going to purposefully erase an hour of your memory and that's it. Whereas like Lockhart just went like all or nothing. You know, 
Yeah. Maybe it kind of depends on your intent, too. I have a question. Yeah. Who would you hug first as Arthur? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? Oh, as Arthur. Oh, oh as Arthur. Yeah, probably my wife. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know that feeling. Okay. I got a feeling. I probably hug Mad Eye. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Tell me a story. All right. This week's fan story comes from Bella Campbell. Hi, Katie, Megan, Sarah, and Tiffany. This is Bella Campbell. I'm 13 years old and discovered your podcast last summer. I'm truly in love with it. My Hogwarts house is Gryffindor, although I believe that I'd be a Ravenclaw Gryffindor hat stall. My wand is Aspenwood, Phoenix Feather Core, 12 and 3 quarter inches. I was very surprised I'm not even 5 feet tall and an unbending flexibility. My Patronus is a gray squirrel. I'm going to retake it because it's not my personality. And my <laughs> Overmorning house is Thunderbird. I will just say, Bella, I didn't think my personality matched my Patronus, but it actually really does. <laughs> And I can swim now. <laughs> when I was in second grade, there were these two, quote, crazy kids who would run around in robes screaming stupefy or even Avada Kedavra. I, of <laughs> course, had no clue what this meant. I just assumed they were playing a weird Harry Potter game. I decided Harry Potter was not my thing. In third grade, my mom started pressuring me to read to read the books. I refused, saying I did not want to read the generic great books that everyone else reads. I gave in halfway through third <laughs> grade after my Potterhead friends started telling me to read them. I started the first book and was immediately hooked, deciding I was a Ravenclaw because I'm that nerdy straight-A student. I finished it within three days and was so sad I didn't have the next one. My mom was so thrilled she went out and bought a copy that day. I continued to read at a superhuman pace until the Order of the Phoenix. I was about halfway through when I decided I was sick of stupid umbrage and Harry's life was really getting quite boring. (laughs) I quit reading until fourth grade when my Potterhead friends started giving me spoilers and I picked up the fifth book again. I reread the Sorcerer's Stone with my class and played Quidditch on the field for Harry Potter Day. I f- Fun! I know. That's awesome. I finished the fifth book with great effort and loved the sixth, which I discovered moved much quicker. I then read the seventh, which may be my favorite because of the insight on Snape and Lily. I read The Cursed Child when it came out, and I was horrified that that book came out of such a great author. I just didn't like the plot line, and I didn't think it represented the trio well. My friend wrote an amazing review on the book. She gave us the link. <laughs> I wanted to be sorted for real though I logged on to Pottermore and quickly discovered that you had to be 13 years old which I think is stupid Hogwarts students get sorted at 11 that's fair <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> fair she's smart cookie <laughs> <laughs> being the goody two shoes that I am I waited until my 13th birthday on February 6, 2020 I logged on to Pottermore and created my account that that's, that's something awesome. that I would do <laughs> you're like no I can't I, I would have lied. <laughs> Same. I'm at 13. I'm old enough. Kudos to you, Bella. You might be a, a Hufflepuff. You gotta be true. <laughs> I lied to get into Facebook before it was like allowed for everybody. And your wife Facebook I, is I lied trash. to get in a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> terrible. But terrible. Great. <laughs> on February 6, 2020, I logged on to Pottermore and created my account. By then, I knew I was a Hermione-type person, and that the decision was between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. I was sorted into Gryffindor and was very excited. Yeah, you Icky's were. Icky's also excited. <laughs> Next, I took the wand quiz. <laughs> then I took the Patronus quiz and was disappointed with the gray squirrel. And so now I think my Patronus <gasps> is some sort of large dog. 
I would have loved a squirrel. <laughs> Same. Come on, <laughs> So cute. I reread the series last summer and realized the extent of my Potter obsession. I found your podcast and absolutely love it, especially the tangents. Thank you for putting so much of your life into this, into this so everyone can enjoy. Update, my sister, Nine, has started the series. She claims to really like them, although whenever I ask her about a major plot point, for example, where did Harry and the gang break into at the end of order? She simply replies, I have a bad memory. <laughs> but I've gotten my dad into it as well. He's listening on audiobooks and I must say absorbing way more content than Ruby. Don't let the muggles get you down. I just think. First of all, thank you. And then I just want to point out last second. Nope. Last sentence of the the paragraph before she updated us. Thank you for putting so much of your life into this so everyone can enjoy. Thank you for saying that because it's nice to know that um, people recognize like it's not just sitting down and talking with your friends. That's only a very small portion of what we do. So thank you. You say that it's three hours long. (laughs) But it is only a small portion. But yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes that we do put a lot of like and each I think like what's cool too that there's four of us from like four different houses and also like we're just obviously four separate human beings mm-hmm. yeah. like we each put our own spin on the notes mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so just thank you for that like thank i you asked you story. how many pints of blood does a human have you know what i mean right. how many can you lose <laughs> these are questions that we have answered honestly and tiffany's like gryffindor rules yeah and so does bella because <laughs> she's a gryffindor i also um first of all bella you're awesome and i love your story and yes. thank you but I also want to say that I, I don't know what made me go and like check through all of our voicemails recently. Um, mm. But I did. And there are some really, really adorable voicemails that I think I might ask our editor in chief to include um, in this episode think that this may be like their only way really to like try to communicate with us, you know, because like they probably don't have access to social media or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you're like, Sarah and lied. These like little adorable. I didn't lie about social media. <laughs> adorable, like a, 10, 11 year olds, 12 year olds that left us messages just saying how they love our podcast. We make them laugh. Um, there was, par- there was one particular one that said that her sister was reading the books and she felt like she could never catch up to her sister's knowledge on the books. So listening to our podcast makes her feel like she um, knows more now. So I just like, it's just so sweet. So I'm going to download a couple of them and um, have our friend Bev put some in now for you guys to listen to. They're so adorable. And I just want to shout out and say thank you to all of you that have left left us little voicemails. I have listened to all of them now at this point. So thank you. Hey, ladies, I'm Stella. I'm 11 years old and I love your podcast so much. You always make me laugh. My sister read the Harry Potter series and loved it. She's older than me and I always felt like she knew more about it than me, even though we both read it. Listening to your podcast makes me feel equal with her. You guys always make me happy, and listening puts a smile on my face. I'm Ravenclaw, and my parents is a Robin. Thank you all again so much. Hey, Swish hey, and Flick. My name's Hannah. I'm 13 years old. I'm a Hufflepuff. 
and I live in Arizona. So I've only listened to your guys' podcast for about two weeks, but I listen all the time to try and catch up for the new episodes. I love you guys so much, and I hope you guys, like, hear this. I mean, you probably will, but yeah. So, bye. Love you guys. Hi, my name is Carolyn Schultz, and I'm 11 years old. I am in Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a dolphin. My wand chestnut was with a unicorn hair, 10 and 3 fourths inches, unyielding flexible. My Elvermorny House Thunderbird. And I love Harry Potter. And it's always And actually, my sister, my older sister, got me into it a couple years ago, and I felt instantly in love with Um, hi, Christian Florek. My name is Francis. I'm 11, and I just wanted to leave a voicemail to say thank you for all the work you put in um, to the podcast. I don't know firsthand how much work it is, but I just wanted to let you know that I and I'm sure all of your other listeners are very grateful for all the work that you do to put out amazing content and make us laugh when we listen. So stay safe and thank you. Nice. Um, Katie, do you have a joke? Katie? I do. Also, last time, Bella, you rule. Yes. Oh, which one did I pick? Oh, okay. Where? <laughs> There's just so many. I've started, like, bookmarking these things. Where does Barty Crouch sleep? Uh, uh, on a Barty couch. Uh, uh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't approve. Do you want another <laughs> one? I have another one bookmarked. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a junior bed or something. I don't Sorry. know. <laughs> no, I don't remember which one it was, but you know. I could do another Barty one. Why did Barty Crouch Jr. stop drinking Polyjuice Potion? It was making him moody. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> And now I'm done. I like that. I like that. Um, so, Katie and I have been, and our friend Carrie, have been waking up very early. And I skipped over social media. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to roll with it. I was like, yeah, we'll flip-flop it. <laughs> They know where to find uh, us. Find us on Facebook, whatever. Twitter, Instagram, Swish Flickcast. <laughs> Follow me and Katie at the Petrus family. Follow Tiffany at Tiff Swish underscore Flick and Sarah at O'Malley with three H's. Also, if you're interested in supporting us, we have some updates potentially coming to our Patreon that I'm pretty excited about. So if you're interested in supporting, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast and choose your level. If you're interested and thank you to our current patrons. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for some new stuff. Maybe be on the lookout. Woot woot. Okay, Tiffany. Okay, now you so, made so now <laughs> Katie and I <laughs> and uh, our friend Carrie have been getting up 
and working out together. We're doing a program and we're um, watching it. We're streaming it and then we're we're on FaceTime as well. And it's been great. We've been really sore. Dude, I don't think I have arms anymore. I need some Skelegro. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> you know, you need like a muscle something. Muscle, muscle grow. grow. Yeah. Uh, that could be like dangerous. Be like steroids, you but know. It'd be, it'd okay. be a safe muscle growth. I'm just thinking a like safe muscle small, growth. small dose, or like muscle, like not like a relaxant, but like something that makes the soreness go away. You know, sure, like a pepper up potion for your muscles. I like that. Oh my god, that's me. Um, <laughs> what are you with this broken? And arm? then I've been <laughs> working on my online classroom, and I've really not been doing that's much so else. Cute. That's been taking up the bulk. It looks of my good time. though. It does look good. Thanks. It's also like a good thing. Like you have really nice handwriting. So like the board that you physically write on oh, yeah. looks really good. Where if I did it, it would look like Dude, garbage. I write like a Alana told me it was really cute. She's so precious. She told me that my outfit was really cool. And my um, poster I made was really cute. And I, and it was out of nowhere. And I was like, Oh my God. You know what she said to me the other day? Coolest. I was helping her get her fruit snacks open. Um, cause like she couldn't get her little hand in it. So I opened it more. She's like, good job, Sasha. Like, Thanks. <laughs> She's like, you did it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And if you follow me on Instagram, I've been doing Tiff talks, Ted talks in the mornings, just talking, speaking my heart and, uh, pumpkin cream cold brew is back and my life is very good. That's all I have. I haven't read. I haven't played a video game. You're just That's busy. a lie. I played, I have my um, super uh, Nintendo classic Never heard of upstairs it. on my desk. So I did play Donkey Kong Country. Nice. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right, moving on. Who is this Donkey Kong? <laughs> um, Katie and I have been getting into the habit of reading every night before we go to bed, which I've been loving. Um, I started Midnight Sun. Which I'm actually enjoying. Uh, actually vampire, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it because I enjoyed the Twilight series back when I read it, like in high school. It was like of the time. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, but yeah. I can't really like get like I can't read it again. Like I've tried to read them again and I just like can't. They're not. Um, yeah, I get it. But I actually really enjoy reading it from Edward's perspective because he is a little bit more tolerable than Bella. Um, <laughs> just like he just is real. like it, it helps you understand why he decides to do the things that he did. And I appreciate that because like potentially coming from Bella's side, you're just kind of like, oh, God, this guy is just like so moody and blah, blah, blah. But like now you understand like why he felt the way that he did and like the decisions that he made and why he made those decisions. And it's actually like a lot more informative than the original Twilight. Um, That's pretty cool because you get to see it from like the vampire's side. So like you get to know Alice and Jasper and Emmett and Rosalie and all of them like before Bella does. So you like see how everything influenced how the story went. And it's, re it's actually really good. Um, that has to take some skill writing because like yeah. as the author, 
yeah, you know the backstory, but to like actually, you would have to make another story still to fit the pieces together mm-hmm. and make it right. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I, Mia, I, I feel the same way. I'm interested because I do believe that she said she's going to put these out for all of the books. Um, and New Moon, like reading that one really annoyed me because like you just really didn't comprehend why Edward left like for almost the whole book. And that one is has to be the one with the most intrigue to like get written from his perspective because you want to know like really what he did and how he felt and why he made those decisions. And I just it's really it's really good. And I um, also I have gotten told by quite a few people to read um, a book by I think her name is Jenny Jenny Coleman Jenny Colgman um, anyway it's like another British chiclet book and I had I think I've had like four or five people tell me about this specific book it and of course I can't pull it up right now because my phone is dead but um, it's next <laughs> every time you say chiclet I think of the gum I know. the, gum. the I worst gum I think of the gum too but is that the worst fruit or the best? <gasps> See, fruit, 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 fruit stripes is good for okay, about 10 seconds. Is it this one? Yeah. And then it's the worst. Yeah. I also am like a very much a minty gum chewer. I don't typically care for other flavors. So, like, yeah, I never went out of my way to get like fruit stripes gum. After like a certain age, it was like 12. I was like, well, look at you on your high horse. <laughs> um, oh, it's called The Bookshop on the Corner by Jenny Colgan. So I downloaded that and that's going to be next on my list. But I want to continue like reading every night. I've really it's been like a good way to like just calm decompress decompress at the end of the night. And um, that's good. Yeah. And Katie and I have been like doing we've been like rearranging our work schedule to be able to like enjoy the parks and stuff in the mornings which has been kind of nice like get your fun in the morning and then work in the afternoon um you were up early working today though i was because i wanted to get that out before i went and had fun because it was like just (laughs) giving me anxiety to like get it done so i like (laughs) did a project this morning before we went anywhere um but yeah, we went to Hollywood. See, I'm like the opposite. I got to get everything done first. I like that better. And then I have like the rest of the day free and I don't have to worry about stuff. That's just yeah. me, though. That's why I work we out in alternate. the morning. Like we we yeah. alternate. I prefer to work out in the morning. It's just yeah. like I for Saturdays and Sundays, like I want Saturdays and Sundays to be like full decompressed days. And like maybe yeah. even like in the mornings on Saturdays or Sundays, I might even potentially work because like we want to be able to enjoy the parks and I'm not going to a park on the weekend right now because mm-hmm. it's way too busy. So we kind of make our yeah. park days like in the middle of the week as opposed to the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So we went to Hollywood studios this morning and got to ride rise of the resistance and Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway, which Mickey and Minnie's is probably my new favorite Disney ride right now. And then also we obtained the Guinevere popcorn bucket (laughs) which is such like a stupid thing to be excited about but i love it because i love onward so much and like this popcorn bucket like the wheels work and the you can turn do the wheels on the bus go round and round and you can turn her lights on (laughs) and it's just so cool i just love it so yeah that's my life right now 
Uh, Tiffany and Meg both talked about exactly what I'm doing in life, so... <laughs> My bad. No, it's totally cool. Working out, appreciating the fact that I have workout buddies because I think that's what stops me, is, like, not having the accountability, so pushing through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am reading uh, The Ballad of Songbird songbirds and snakes mm, which is the good prequel. book i finished that i don't know if i told people did you <laughs> i never started it is I, that in someone else's point of view actually, oh, prequel. it's a prequel, the it's, a prequel. It's, it's fantastic uh, it's about snow i'm obsessed did you get a real copy or like an internet, internet copy, internet. copy? Uh, oh. audible oh I, yeah. I also i finished another book too on audible i finished um girl stop apologizing oh nice if 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 something's gonna fire up fire you up it's that book. Seriously. Yeah. Crazy. It makes you want to just take on the world. So that was pretty good. Sorry, no, you're Kate. Fine. You reminded me that I had actually finished things. <laughs> also in the middle of listening to Seven again. <laughs> I can never listen to it enough. Finish Eye of the World. I want to talk Jeez. about it. I'm listening to these books. It's easier. Listen to that one. Listen to my... katie what else are you doing with your life my friend Uh, isn't that book amazing though yeah it's really good like i'm flying through it it's a really good worried in the beginning that they were gonna try to like make you like him and that really annoyed me and made me mad but yeah um it doesn't wind up so spoilers spoiler alert not really just as terrible as you thought he was yeah he is who you think he is (laughs) (laughs) but i just i loved I loved watching it progress and I'm really interested to see she's speeding through it. Yeah. But it's, it's so good. It's easy to, well, I listen to it, but it's easy to get it's hooked good. in too. Because like every chapter, this is not a spoiler. Every chapter has like, um, a cliffhanger, like every chapter. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm mm. going to finish this chapter and then I'm going to go to bed cause it's getting late. And I've like been getting up and it's like the worst. working out. Right. And yeah. then like, it says the craziest thing. And then I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I have to get ready. I have no choice. You know, what's so interesting. So you know how like there's an ink that inkwell threads, they have, I think a shirt and a sweatshirt. That's like one more chapter, one more yeah. chapter. But like when I'm reading a book like that, I typically just, make myself like no you have to go to bed and it's usually in the middle of a chapter i'm like i i, you can't I had finish. to like, last I, night you gotta go i had to do that last night because i was so tired <laughs> i literally like fell asleep in the middle of a sentence and was like okay i'm not gonna retain anything <laughs> i have to go to bed <sighs> that happens to me as well what about you sarah don't say you're not um, doing anything because you always say that lie. and then you say 12 <sighs> things that you're doing well <laughs> tell them what you failed school today has started what Tell them what you failed today. What did I? Oh, so I tried to build another thing for Tiffany and I told her I'm never building her another thing. It was not easy. The holes were not lining up correctly. To be fair, it had missing parts. Yeah, which I thought, but I wasn't sure. Um, That's so I also have been working out, but like on my own, I've been riding. We have a stationary bike. So this week alone, I've I've biked 37 miles. Good um, job, Sasa. And it, yeah, it's been it's been fun. <laughs> Literally thousand miles pouring or sweat. Don't even work out. Maybe I'll try to get to a thousand miles by the end of the year. Dude, that'd be cool. That's a good idea. That's a lot of miles. Lot of miles. <laughs> Somebody do the math um, on that. How many miles is that a day? Yeah, someone do the math. Vinny, do the math. You're good at math. <laughs> Vinny knows about how many numbers. Devitos is that? <laughs> how many Devitos do I have to roll? What is or bike pie? 
And can I get um, cherry? What else have I done? School started. I'm still kind of reading um, The Dragon Reborn. I just have been busy because last week I was like painting and stuff. So I'm going to continue to do that this weekend because um, I'll have more help because I last weekend I worked. So I'm off this weekend. Some um, I'll help paint with Because <laughs> I need to convert what? Um, I want to know how many miles a day do I have to bike if I want to bike a thousand miles, including my 37. So you could take that off of the, so it would be what? 900 and uh, 63 miles. You need to do less than eight a day. There's 127 days left for <sighs> you. Yeah. Oh, I could easily yeah. do that. I could Bum. easily do that. Cause I really, so like my family's doing this, <laughs> this challenge that I won't, I'm not allowed to say the name of because it's got a swear in it that I named it, <laughs> but it's the, the fat blank family fun. What is it called? Fun or whatever. So we're doing a challenge where like we all have to, um, it's somewhat, it's stupid in the sense of like, we're all putting money towards a pot and then we're all just going to go on a trip somewhere, which we do anyway. It's a really like, and it's not like whoever loses the most because that would be unfair to Tiffany. Cause she's a part of it because she really doesn't need to lose weight. So hers is just to like help me. Like I'm assuming I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to like help you keep accountable. But you also have like your whole other group of like people you work out with. Yeah. Um, and so like, we want to work out like five times a week, um, at roughly at least. Um, and like, like last week I didn't work out a ton because I literally every day was off. I spent hours painting, um, and so, um, lately I've been like, I've been biking for like an hour every day because I'm like, I just want to get to like a certain amount of miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been putting on movies to do that. And then they, we just had to work out five days a week and then lose 10 pounds, which I already have since I've started. Who's this, so. actually doing it? Huh? Me and you. Bridge has been working out okay. uh, and my mom, my mom and my dad have been like walking. Nobody tells us. Um, but like my mom is like, she's yeah. got stuff going on. So like, right. they'll go, they'll go and like walk around the block. Like that's all they care. I was like, you get 30, 30 minutes of you moving around kind of thing and just trying to eat better. Um, but I'm excited. I'm real proud of you. Like the whole upstairs is going to kind of get switched around. Um, and I'll be getting an office eventually. I say that it's my sister's bedroom. She's just moving into another bedroom. Um, and yeah, I, we're going to have space. I've got weights up there that I haven't used. Um, and I say I can't yet because I can't pick up weights yet. I just, you know, I have to pick them up and then put them down. But slinging an iron every morning. What? I said, I've been slinging iron every morning. I've been, well, and like the thing is like, I was up at five o'clock this morning for no reason. Um, Ugh. and then, so then I biked for an hour. It was like an hour and 10 minutes I biked. And then I did this like arm workout, um, and Tiffany's like, are you sore? And I was like, no, I wish I was like, I feel like I'm not doing anything, but I'm like pouring, like it was dripping off of my body. Um, but I like it. Good. Good. Sarah, what Once we rearrange, I also have a treadmill I'll walk on sometime. Have? Um, it's like a foldable fold up one. So it's nothing like crazy fancy. Um, I bought it off of Amazon and, um, it's like the, it's something like Xer something. Exercise. Um, something. It's like exercise. Exer- or something. Yeah. Yeah. I found that's fine. And it was I'm super simple to put it together. Um, and I wanted it so I could like fold, like if we needed to move it around, it's super easy to move around. Um, and it like keeps track of like your pulse rate. Um, 
what does it keep track of your pulse rate, how far you've gone, your timing. Um, it also keeps track of like the total miles that your bike has done. And then you can change the tension on it, which is cool. I typically just do five because it's roughly right in the middle. Cool. Yeah. And that's pretty much my life. I've got nothing else going on. Um, but I will ask you that you keep my mom in your prayers Indeed. and my family and, you know, everybody. Can do. And Tiffany. Me. Me, 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 me. Can we do for ladies and malords? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say ladies and my dudes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my ladies, my dudes, <laughs> my peeps. All right, for la- ladies, my dudes, and my peeps. Yes. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Trees of green. (laughs) Ten minutes later, trees of green. Trees are great. I would have woken up in the middle of the night. It was trees. They were green. It was the trees are green. Oh my god, I'm gonna put a video in the Discord that's like my favorite cat video. One, I well, I'll just say one of my favorites because I have way too many. And someday we'll find it. The Wi-Fi connection. The Sarah. The Tiffany and Switch. What the nuggets? Hello and welcome to Actually, episode... Tiffany. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> bless your little heart. Oh, oh. I love you. Okay, just kidding. Oh, Is she, though? Katie? <laughs> Katie? What? Katie! Oh, oh no. Tell Why? your snake wife. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.